Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. I am joined, as always, by Tim. <laughs> I suppose that'll do. Uh, this is our <laughs> weekly horror movie news uh, version of the show. Uh, not to be confused with our movie reviews. Well, unless you listen to the audio version, in which case they're edited together and you get one big podcast. On YouTube, this is just the horror news though. Uh, so this is where we're going to talk about uh, various movie news. We'll get some trailers. Um, big thing this week that's coming up towards the end will be the uh, trailer for Green Knight. So we'll talk about that. Uh, but we've got some other news before that as well as some other trailers to look at. So... You excited, sure. Tim? <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Big week for horror news. There's a tone. There's a tone to the, to the way you say that. Where I don't really believe you feel it. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Let's start off with some Friday the 13th legal updates. Because this has been going Ooh. on for a while now. And, okay. uh, and Joe, you know I love I love that Bloody Disgusting. Every time there's a new update to this, this legal case, they get um, the guy who played Shelly in Friday the 13th Part yeah. 3 <laughs> became a lawyer in real life. So they always they go to him for legal, like basically, cons- well, not consultation, but like just a lawyer's perspective on this yeah. case uh, so they can publish it in their articles and I love that this guy is getting like, this like new lease on life he's like oh I get to be <laughs> mildly famous again now whenever this Friday the 13th because I'm the Friday the 13th lawyer uh, you know if, if they do end up or you know eventually when they end up making a new movie they they should have uh, him as a lawyer in court <laughs> and then, like Jason just burst through the doors he should play a practical joke on someone just the, just a little yeah. one just a little one just so he's a little bit like Shelly still he puts like a whoopee cushion when the defendant sits <laughs> the defendant just flatulated in the yeah. court let it be known uh, so yeah so basically there was a big big uh, appeals thing whatever yesterday mm-hmm. oh yesterday the time of this article anyway was yesterday so this, was the, this was the 13th this was uh, during the week uh, is that not- why there was an update because it was oh wait no it was Thursday the 13th we're, we're close <laughs> yeah it wasn't it wasn't Friday the 13th it was just the 13th of the month uh, so uh, this is of course uh, Sean Cunningham who is the producer versus Victor Miller who was the writer uh, we've explained this before that the because of a, a law and copyright now uh, and w- w- which was set in place at the time don't get me wrong this it's not like they just sprung this on everyone now but the idea being that after I think it was 35 years I may have the year wrong but after 35 years or give or take uh, the rights would revert back to the original writer uh, depending on the deals of the time and uh, Victor Miller had claimed the rights to everything in the first movie, which notably does not include the hockey mask wearing Jason, because the hockey mask wearing Jason did not appear until Friday the 13th Part 3, so he doesn't own that. But uh, Sean Kahn has been sort of appealing against this, taken to court, um, and essentially the, the real update here is that we now know that we'll get a more definitive sort of answer as to what, what the court is deciding on in May or June. That's kind of what we're waiting on now. It's been 11 years now since Friday the 13th had a movie, right? It's mm-hmm. actually been that long since the remake, if you can believe it. That's how fun long it's been. <laughs> I'm glad you believe it. <laughs> because it's the truth, Tim. If the rule is that the writer gets the, gets what he's owed back or gets the, 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 the copyright back to the stuff he mm-hmm. created after 35 years, then he should absolutely get that. Um, and it, But then there's this murkiness where it's like, well, that doesn't necessarily include hockey mask wearing Jason. So, like, yeah. if they want to make a new Friday the 13th, like, is it, is it a case of, like, they can make a new Jason movie where he's going about killing people, but they can't call it Friday the 13th, they can't use Crystal Lake... You know, one of these weird things where it's, it takes away a lot of the names and places of things that they can't use yeah. anymore. Because they have were... to start calling them like JV or something. No, they can still call him Jason, I think. 
just not Voorhees, maybe. I don't know. I, know. But, I mean, it did have the name in the first one because the boy was called yeah. Jason Voorhees. So yeah, maybe the mm-hmm. name is off limits. But just a last name, though. I mean, you can't you can't copyright a first name, can you? Uh, well, <laughs> well, I, I think in this case, if if it's someone, let's say that they've got the rights to Jason Voorhees, the hockey mask killer, right? Mm. And someone else goes and makes a movie with a hockey mask killer just called mm. Jason. I think they have a case <laughs> because true. because it's clearly you know trying to trick people into thinking mm. it's Jason Voorhees, right? So yeah. it's not that they've got the copyright on the name Jason, but Jason who wears a hockey mask and kills people with a machete, yes, yeah. you know. <laughs> Like uh, and I'm kind of surprised too that like um that the the writer retains like so much control like yeah I like I'm not saying that I, I'm against it or anything but like I would have thought that you know kind of like you know with comic books like when you do like work for hire stuff usually you know uh, uh, it'll still retain that's uh, the that's the key that's the, the key that's the key thing here this is the key argument is that Cunningham's trying to claim that it was a work for hire that he was an employee when he wrote the script so therefore okay. he does not own anything but the debate here is that Miller you know like they're, they're essentially trying to prove it as as that's what the courts are trying to say like as does that have any merit to it um or was this more of a a, a spec script which he does own the rights to what he submitted okay. uh, kind of thing so. It's kind of hazy. Obviously, nowadays, like most big movies you see are work for hires in the sense that, you know, writers are hired and they don't own anything in terms of what they create because it's the movie studios hired them to write a thing. So they write the thing for the studio and that's it. So I'm not sure how much of this is going to happen with other movies, maybe from the 80s and early 90s as we go forward here, as, as we reach that, that deadline, you know, that 30, 35 year, 40 year deadline. Yeah. Uh, it must be 35 years because uh, in fact this year is the 40th anniversary of Friday the 13th and there's actually there's a news story this week that I put out a new steelbook of the first movie on its own which oh yeah honestly like the first movie is not the exciting one so I mean like who's going to no. buy, buy that on its own like yeah. nah well I mean yeah you're talking about you know if this is something we're going to see more of um, I don't think we really have to worry about it because I don't think Hollywood is interested in remaking or rebooting any franchises from the 80s, so <laughs> probably don't have to worry too much about it. Oh I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry, Tim. Did you not see news this week of Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, The Mighty Ducks, Turner and Hooch, and Home Alone? Did you not see any of these stories? Jesus. Uh, the sad thing is is I only uh, heard about like one or two of those. <laughs> all, and all four of those, which obviously were all 80s or 80s and 90s, but all four of those are all Disney. They're all Disney that's Jesus. doing them. <sighs> that's uh, that's what it's come to, I guess. I suppose <laughs> I went on a huge rant in the TV news, so I won't do it again. But I'll just, you know, <laughs> I'll make my point since you cracked that joke. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where we are. So we're waiting for an appeal. Honestly, uh, just like they should just start making the movie and then just wait till this is all settled to finish it. Like, like just get some good people involved, make a good movie. This, but like, all right, once this is done, we can release this. I'm pretty sure legally that's not allowed. <laughs> do it in secret do it in secret okay um i mean yeah sure you could do it kind of off the books i suppose uh but yeah so we'll make our own movie and then <laughs> send it to him once it's done so yeah so we're getting this this uh appeals verdict in may or june and it's potential they could reappeal things again afterwards if they don't like the result. But uh, one of the things that Zerner says here, the lawyer, is that he doesn't think it'll hold much weight if they try and appeal again. So it's it's likely that whatever verdict happens now in May or June is going to be the one that kind of sticks. And either it's going to be one or the other, and we'll go for And it just means that in the future, if, if Victor Miller does retain the rights, uh, that he will arguably have to be cut in 
uh, to all post yeah. future movies, at least on a financial level anyway, just to pay him for every single time they use him. So, yeah, we'll like, I mean, does he? I wonder, like, does he get anything now? Like, you know, with that steel book you're you're talking about, like, you know, does he at least get some type of residuals as a writer or something? That's a good question. I don't know if he gets uh, like I, what I'm kind of curious about, and and like again, I don't, I don't really, like. I, I don't want to take sides on this because I don't really know too like yeah. you know, I know the overall idea of the case, but I don't really know like too much about each person. No. But I'm curious if does he just want to pay out or does he want the rights because he's passionate about the character and wants to you know do something with it? You oh, know I, what I mean? Like I have no idea what his feelings are. I, I, more than just like he's he it's his right to have it, and I don't think sure. I don't think it's actually affects any of them selling anything they've already made. I think this is purely just about making new content. Uh, with the rights so that's why they had to stop making new stuff for the game because that still counted as new content even though the game itself was already out them making dlc counted as new friday the 13th merch um i i don't i don't think um reissuing the movie they already own uh conflicts with this uh, i could I mean, maybe i'm wrong maybe he's getting a, a kickback for this i don't know but i don't think so i don't think so uh because uh, I feel like if, he, if if that was like a contentious issue, we probably wouldn't be seeing a home release of any kind until this is yeah. all you know done with. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see you in thirty years when the copyright for screams after midnight is up. <laughs> <laughs> luckily, luckily, I own the rights to all this. It's fine. We're good. We're good, Timmy. <laughs> Unless you want to try to argue you you own half the rights, which I mean, maybe you've got a fight. Maybe you got a claim. Yeah. You can uh, you own the right to like the left side of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Um I would dish this out is basically later if we have a fallen out. Um I have the I have the, the copyright to all of the recordings of my voice. You have the copyright to yeah. all the recordings of your voice. So they have to split them up and distribute them separately. No. Uh, copyright law for anyone who's curious is that the copyright uh, typically when it comes to photography and this will extend to podcasts and i'm not just saying this to make it clear that i'm the one who owns everything but just mm. this is just what the law is is that when it comes to a photograph uh, the person who has the copyright is the person who took the photograph now interesting the people if someone's in the photograph if it's going to be used publicly they have to give the permission for it to be used but they do not own the copyright on that image nor do they nor are they i mean they could say that yeah i'm not going to let you give i'm not going to give you the right to use that publicly without paying me mm. but they, they can't stop you from keeping the photo or you know, whatever, like, it's your photo, you took it, it's your copyright. So, if I took, um, let's say... That's, that said, though, that does not mean that criminal photographs, if, you know, taking the photograph itself is an illegal act, because it's, like, some dodgy okay. peeping Tom or something like that. Alright, but if, like, let's say I was going to take a photograph of a movie screen that was playing Friday the 13th, and <laughs> about every, once every, like, one second... Uh, and then compile them into one big uh, slideshow. That would be okay. I mean, <laughs> everyone say Joe. It's funny actually. Is that there, there probably is an actual percentage which is okay under like you know because because no one like I mean filming stuff off off like a screen is obviously in the theater mm-hmm. it's just a no no in any capacity. Uh, I, I think there's I, I know with when it comes to like fair use. Mm-hmm. And you're allowed to use clips and stuff. I, I think there is a threshold where if you go over, like, say, like, 30 or 40% of the original work in terms of, like, yeah. a movie, it's like, it doesn't matter that it's fair use. Like, you've just, you've, you're showing too much of the movie now that, you, like, 
Yeah, you yeah, yeah. You're, you're breaking the law. <laughs> That's what. Yeah, like I, I hear about that on podcasts. Like, I mean, I, I who knows like what's true or or whatever. But like, you know, like I hear podcasts will they'll play something, or I guess it's like the same with streams. Like, if you're playing like a clip of something or like a song, but like you have to either like change it enough from the original thing or talk over it enough to like yeah give it Oops. some type of threshold of yeah whatever uh, so people can't come at you uh which i don't know whatever <laughs> yeah well i mean, mentally though there is a there's no there's a, there's a common misconception that there's a lower limit where mm-hmm. it's okay to play like five seconds of something that's not breaking copyright that's bullshit yeah. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> what, what what is actually happening is is that if you play like just two seconds of something it might be short enough that the automatic system on youtube or twitch or whatever it is might not detect it because it's too quick but sense. that's yeah. not, but that's not you not breaking copyright you're breaking copyright yeah. by playing even a second of copyright work uh yeah. so yeah so they'll, they'll, they'll be filled like any amount of time is copyright fair use does let you use content if you're doing reviews or things like that although youtube uh, is a pain in the ass to deal with it because you you know they, they don't really like just assume that you're in the right with that uh, which is why we yeah. don't necessarily have a lot of clips and things uh, if any um Dabble a little bit with images. Uh, audio was a big no-no because they detect that really quickly, and any music mm-hmm. from anything, they just like, nope, that's this thing, you know. So, so like, like sometimes, like, it, like if you look up like a TV episode or something, like on YouTube, and it'll be like they'll have it, but it'll be like the audio will be sped up, and then the screen will be mm-hmm. like shrunken, like in the middle. <laughs> Uh, TV, the the way it was meant to be watched. Yeah, yeah. It's just people try to circumvent the automated system. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Friday the Thirteenth news. Uh, so we can uh, dive dive ahead with the next thing. Did you like Urban Legend, Tim? <laughs> you know, what's funny is that I recently rewatched it because I did buy it on a uh, a sale for like Scream Factory. Of course, you did. Uh, was having a sale at the <laughs> uh, towards the end of the year. I was like, I want to rewatch it and cheap enough. Um. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a good movie, but I don't think it's the worst uh, thing ever. I kind of like the concept, at least, so because I because I do like my urban legends, so I'll, I'll give it credit for that. I uh, I'm not super like into it. I mean, I did watch it back in when it came out, and it was kind of like, oh hey, like this is the the sort of like, the horror boom of the time, and it was just as I was getting into yeah. horror movies. So I saw obviously Scream, and then we did Last Summer, and Urban Legend was kind of like the next one of that yeah. sort of crop. Has your, uh your beloved Michael Rosenbaum on it. Why is he my beloved Michael Rosenbaum? Because <laughs> he loves Smallville, I don't know. <laughs> I don't love Smallville. Don't you spread filthy rumors. If anything, I, I will accept beloved Joshua Jackson, not because of Dawson's Creek, which some people may think, but because of the Matey Ducks. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You didn't grow up watching the Matey Ducks, Tim? Did you not? <laughs> no, I did. I didn't realize he was in it, though. <laughs> yes he's in it yes yeah. because there's a joke where the, the dawson's creek theme plays at one point on a radio and he gets a mad and turns it off uh in the mighty ducks no in uh oh Dust, urban, in legend. urban legend oh yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah that's the thing so um anyway so the news here is that yes we're going to have more urban legend uh screen gems is fast tracking a new take on urban legend this time target and social media here's the here's the description uh urban legend will introduce an iconic new slasher for the digital age in a world where internet urban legends are born and move at terrifying pace uh you know actually i don't think this is necessarily a bad idea like uh again i'm not saying the original urban legend movies uh are like that good uh but i think there is 
something to the idea of a slasher that uses urban legends to kill. Like, I do think that is a cool idea. And um, there was, like, a lot of, like, you know, stuff like we kind of grew up with, like the idea of the, you know, uh, escaped uh, lunatic, uh, you know, with the hook for a hand and those kind of stuff. And uh, I do think it is interesting nowadays that, you know, the internet, inter- <laughs> I say like internet, <laughs> the internet uh, has kind of, you know, made this whole new uh, like era of urban legends. And uh, I do think there's probably something interesting you could do with that. Uh, I mean, obviously, like anything, it's going to depend on you know uh who they get to work the script and direct it and stuff but uh i'm not necessarily against this this could be interesting i i I do wonder though if is it going to have any type of connection to you know the first two movies or will it be just kind of completely reinventing itself the 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 internet part makes me worry a little bit because if it's going to end up being like unfriended or something like that i'm going to be really upset Sure. Uh, but like if it's just that the urban legends are coming from like creepy pastas and like the killers like mm-hmm. basing these things on that like because the killer in the first urban legend was ba- they were basing their, their their kills on like you know the someone in the back seat uh the hook right, for the yeah. hand the, you know, all the various things so i mean if they do that and they just sort of take new urban legends from the internet and have the killer recreate those mm-hmm. that could be okay but I, I want a person i want a killer you know if, if it's right. gonna be a slasher movie i want a slasher you know yeah yeah no definitely like if it's like some dumb like demon on the internet that's making these stories come to life like yeah i don't want that but yeah no if it it is an actual person an actual slasher it could be cool yeah we'll see it's on the fast track so i guess uh, we'll get it sooner than later it's on the fast track we shall move on and there wasn't an awkward cut there because i had tech issues that i had to fix for people on Mm -hmm. patreon uh that's that's why i do i drop what i'm doing to fix things for the patrons because patrons are important Uh, luckily i was there to give you some tech advice you sat there and told me what you want from shake shack because your wife is near shake shack that's what you were talking about don't, i don't want to hear none of this anyway next to your story <coughs> today i'm dying this is your fault Gesundheit. Uh, so yeah uh, paul tremblay uh, his novel A Head Full of Ghosts is in the works mm-hmm. as a movie Osgood Perkins was going to direct it but he is out now uh, mm-hmm. so that was short lived but Scott Cooper who is directing the upcoming Antlers uh, which is about to come out and we're all kind of looking forward to I think that's one that we won't, we won't get to till VOD because it's not releasing for us at the same time but don't screw you I'm still seeing it <laughs> you can still I'm not stopping you from seeing it Tim I'm just saying that we won't review it as a show until it's available there on VOD so mm-hmm. Um, so we have the news here that uh, Scott Cooper is going to direct this movie A Head Full of Ghosts and also we have the news that Margaret Qualley is going to be in the movie she's going to star in it uh, she was in The Leftovers yeah. she was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood do you actually know who this is or are you just saying hell yeah because you want to be funny <laughs> uh, no of course I know who, who she is say her name <laughs> Margaret <laughs> koala <laughs> <laughs> what is this because you've been in australia for two weeks now it's like everything is like australian themed Margaret koala. Uh, anyway so here's the uh description of the story uh when eight year old the description i already read the book <laughs> well the audience might want it <laughs> it's not just for you mm-hmm. well it's a good book maybe our audience should learn to read and <laughs> ah jeez all right uh <laughs> right when eight-year-old uh when eight-year-old mary's older sister mary's a weird name this is not i'm not saying mary i'm saying mary as in merry christmas 
So when Mary's older sister exhibits signs of an interdeterminate, indeterminate, that's the word, indeterminate, and terrifying affliction, the the Barrett family slowly tears itself apart. Now, 20 years later, Mary is confronted with her family's traumatic past when Rachel, a journalist with a similarly haunted past, delves into the case, causing Mary to relive and reconsider the devastating memories of her childhood. This is a Stephen King. Oh, that's why you've read this because it's a Stephen King. <laughs> oh, it's not Stephen King. It's Paul Tremblay. <laughs> oh no, do, do you know why I said that? Uh, and you're right. Yeah. I, I said that's who the author was at the start. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. Is there a Stephen King blurb. <laughs> yeah, on, on the book, on the cover of the book that they've got here on uh, Bloody Disgusting, it says, mm-hmm. "Scared the living hell out of me, and I'm pretty hard to scare." Stephen yeah. King. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, this is, uh, I'm, I'm definitely excited for this. I actually like Paul Tremblay a lot. Um, I've read, uh, this book's really good. Uh, Cabin at the End of the World is good. And uh, I'm reading a short story collection, Growing Things, right now, uh, which is really good. Um, P, you gotta understand, these are uh, books without pictures in them. So uh, <laughs> it might be a little bit above your uh, level, but. Um... <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> uh, he's very good. Uh, Head full of ghosts is like a is like a really cool story. Um, I, uh, I I liked it quite a bit. So I'll, uh, it, it's always tough though uh, with adaptations because I, I, I really love Joe Hill books and he hasn't been doing so good in the adaptation uh, front. So who knows how this can go? Uh, I, I am excited about Antlers, but obviously I haven't seen it yet. So uh, it's still an unknown quantity. But I mean, if that's good then it'll definitely make this a little bit more exciting but at least for now sounds cool yeah yeah uh i I mean i don't really obviously know what the book's like uh honestly the description was kind of vague so i don't really have any sort of thing to latch on to yeah i mean it's basically essentially it comes down to like a possession story um Hmm. but it's you know it's one of those things where it's uh i mean i I don't want to give too much uh away but it's uh you know, it's uh, it, it maybe leaves you guessing, <laughs> I, I, I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, as to what's going on, but uh, it's good. Uh, I'm be interested to see what it'll end up being like. So anyway, next up we have Yellowville Pictures acquiring the worldwide sales right to Honeydew. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, reported this first. Mm-hmm. I'm reading this as with everything for Bloody Disgusting. Uh, so the film's director is uh, Devereaux Melbourne. Uh, I mean, it's not Mel. It's just in. No, it's just it's spelled different. It's not Melbourne. Okay. It's okay. Melbourne. It's M I L B U R N. Completely different. Okay. Uh, completely. I don't know, but it's different. <laughs> well, De- Devereaux is like a French name, so I mean, <laughs> concoction of names here. Anyway, so uh, Melbourne and produced by Dan Kennedy and Alan Pearson. The film's going to star Ooh. Sawyer Spielberg. Which is the the, the oh. child of Steven Spielberg. So this, is, this is the next generation of Spielberg, and his introductory and his introductory role alongside Malin Barr and Barbara Kingsley. It's described as a feverish horror film mm. set in rural New England. Here's a description: strange cravings and hallucinations befall a young couple after seeking shelter in the home of an aging farmer and her peculiar son. <laughs> okay <laughs> cool <laughs> <laughs> nice aid no not enough for you uh that's a I, I mean i wonder do you think sawyer had to audition for the role and like <laughs> if if he like really sucked do you imagine having to be the person that like 
you know, uh, turned down. <laughs> so you're Spielberg. <laughs> but what I imagine is he walks into the audition room, right? And they say, oh, what's your name? And they go, oh, yeah, Sawyer Spielberg. And they sort of look at him and go, any relation? Like, <laughs> <laughs> as a matter of fact, yes, it's my father. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, my uh, father is one of the you know uh, biggest uh, directors in the world, but I don't want any special treatment. <laughs> Treat me like you would just any other regular piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of uh, an old joke from a UK uh, sitcom called Bottom, uh, where one of the main characters says to like a, uh, just a sort of you know a, a randomer that his name's Edward Hitler, and the person <laughs> says any relation, and he responds with, "Yeah, I've got a mother." <laughs> that's pretty good it's a quality joke uh yeah um yeah i don't know what to think about it yet to be honest uh, obviously the fact that the name spielberg's in there in such a, yeah. a different capacity is the only thing we've got going here but um yeah um so People also love honey for... yeah, honey boy last year now honey do yeah honey 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 uh <laughs> honey i shrunk the kids coming back <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies to anyone watched the video version if there was any like weird things happening where Tim disappeared for a second uh, Windows is odd <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm going to say I blame Windows uh, next now up now you see me no you don't <laughs> now you see me too <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they called their sequel now you see me too like yeah, just call it call stupid. it now you don't like it's set up you've made the perfect like, movie to have a sequel yeah uh, i mean it was a terrible movie don't worry i hated that first movie but still <laughs> i think i've actually saw it but yeah oh, yeah uh next up megan fox is going to start in a horror film her first time yeah. since uh since jennifer's body i didn't realize you were such a megan fox fan tim uh you know i go for bat uh to bat for megan fox i think uh you know over the last couple of years and i might have mentioned this on the podcast before but there's been a little bit of a revival of jennifer's body and uh, I, I do think it's um it was a little unfairly maligned and uh yeah megan fox i feel like it's shit like i don't think she's bad at all i think uh i don't know people just didn't like her for some reason because she was like a hot girl in a you know bad dumb action movie do you know what's so funny? <laughs> uh, is there was a really good analysis from uh, uh, Lindsay Ellis, uh, who mm -hmm. does critical movie pieces and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she's got a really good uh, analysis of the first Transformers movie, how Megan Fox's character is actually really the main character and actually has the arc of the film and the story oh, yeah. should be about her and how... <laughs> Uh, she actually has like all the a lot. I mean, even though it's it's, it's kind of thin because it's still a Michael Bay movie, but she has all of the qualities of the actual character with all of the uh, the brains and has the the story that's worth telling. But the uh, it's, it's a really good little analytical piece because it, it shows you how in the script she's technically the deep character, but the camera work uh, tells you the opposite because the camera oh, work yeah. is just showing you her abs and just showing you all the. It's a really good little video actually. Uh, I mean, Lindsay Ellis usually makes good stuff, but. Uh, yeah, and, and I think like uh, because of that, I think we just kind of got into the mindset of like, oh, here's just like you know whatever this kind of dumb eye candy, uh, uh -huh. and then I, I don't know. I think she is actually like you know pretty good, and uh, especially in Jennifer's body, like I, I think that you know that movie gets more shit just because it's like oh like well as someone who loves the invitation, I mean I'm curious to check it out again at some point. I'm sure we'll do it in the show. Sure. Eventually. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a reason. So maybe the director will have a new movie coming out. Maybe if there's uh, Megan Fox movies coming out, maybe it's a good excuse to do 
Jeffers body. <laughs> uh, just throw it in October <laughs> where you just do like 50 movies anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we could, yeah. That's a very good point. Uh, so yeah, Megafon's going to start in uh, this new movie called Till Death. Uh, Millennium Media is uh, is doing this. High concept horror thriller, they're saying. Director S.K. Dale is going to be uh, doing, the, doing the movie. Uh, Till Death... Stephen King Dale. <laughs> One track main time. Till Death tells the story of Emma, who is left handcuffed to her dead husband as part of a sickening revenge plot and must survive two hired killers on their way to finish the job. Sounds interesting. That's not a bad concept. It's basically, you know, she has to survive killers, but she's handcuffed to a dead body the entire time, so it's, it's this handicap, as it were. So, yeah, you know, could, be, could be interesting. Could be interesting. So that's uh, Till Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, so so Josh Rubin uh, is going to direct uh, a new film. So he directed Scare Me, uh, the horror comedy. He's going to direct Werewolves Within. And this is coming from Deadline originally. And Sam Richardson and Michael uh, Chernus have joined the cast of the horror comedy. And it's based on Ubisoft's virtual reality video <laughs> game. And I've never heard of this. It's worth mentioning. Okay. I, I play video games. I have never heard of this mm. thing. Set in a fictitious medieval town where a werewolf is attacking the townspeople and players must guess who among them is the werewolf in disguise. Oh, okay. I, uh, all right, so, I mean, I, I don't think I've heard of the video game mm-hmm. uh, version of this, but I, I have, like, I, there's, a like, a regular board game or card game that you do with this. Like, a, like a, 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 me and my friends actually used to play... Uh, we did a different version uh, called Mafia, but basically it'd be like you pass out some cards and, you know, people who get like a certain type of card or whatever, they'd be the Mafia or a werewolf. And then um, everyone kind of puts their heads down and the you know, people that are the werewolf or whatever put their heads up and you decide who you're going to kill. And then um, it's one of those kind of deception games where you try to figure out who is uh, the killer and then... Um, you know, by uh, doing votes and accusing people and, and whatever. Oh, wow. It's a, it's like a fun party game, but... Uh, That's a fine idea for horror yeah. movies. It's been done many times, of course. The Thing's obviously an example. There's definitely been other werewolf movies, you know, with this kind of idea. Uh, so there's no reason why it can't be another fun one. And it's a horror comedy, though, so, I mean, it doesn't have to take itself too seriously, so we'll see. Uh, but, yeah. Shenanigans ensue when a massive blizzard isolates a small Vermont town, causing simmering resentments to boil over as the oddball townspeople are one by one picked off by a mysterious creature. I mean, that that description is the sort of thing I like. It's just sure. a case of, you know, is it fun to watch? What's the comedy like? Since it's a horror comedy. Uh, so, it, is Scare Me something that's actually out? Like, is that something we can watch and uh, not, you know see if we like this guy i don't think so yet i think it's had its sundance okay. world premiere so <laughs> oh okay okay so I, I assume that means it's not actually out to the public yet so i'm sure that's something we'll get to sometime this year uh Ooh. but yeah so we'll see yeah and if if he's doing a second horror comedy maybe that means that you know this is his thing this is what he's going to keep doing yeah. his horror comedies so we'll see next up uh, so the news here is really there's just some images to go along with this, but I, I hadn't heard of this movie yet, so I thought it was worth uh, bringing this up and t- uh, talking about it. So uh, even though the, the title sounds uh, familiar, so originally this was called Let's Scare Julie to Death, and okay. it's been shortened to just Let's Scare Julie, which to be honest is less exciting. I feel like they're mm-hmm. making their movie sound less interesting, but whatever, like still fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about a Halloween prank that goes wrong. It's an indie thriller written and directed by Judd Cremata. Uh, so, so for photos here, if you want to check those out and bloody disgusting. But um, what I think is interesting about this 
the little, the little detail here that I thought was very fascinating. So, so the, the plot of this is basically just, uh, uh, yeah. So, a group of teen girls set out to scare the reclusive new neighbor, presumably another teenage girl, but the prank turns to terror when some of them don't come back. Fine plot, okay. you know, cool. for, for a yeah. movie. It sounds okay so far. Could be good, depending on, uh, you know, performances, direction, usual stuff. However, here's the here's the depending little... on if it sucks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. put so well tim put so well <laughs> but what i i do think the really interesting part here is that it was shot in one take oh okay yeah so all of a sudden you go oh wait okay that's pretty interesting then mm-hmm. so and and according to this article the director's claiming this is not a faked one take this is not like 1917 mm-hmm. which no one's like giving shit for not being a real one take movie because it'd be really hard mm-hmm. to do all of what you did in that movie <laughs> in a real one take but yeah originally announced uh so all the performers will improvise to an extent, creating gritty realism was the idea. It was filmed in one un- uninterrupted continuous take. Once the camera started rolling, it never stopped until the end, says the, the press release. Uh, there were no cuts, alternate takes, or additional footage used during the filming. These events happened in real time. Now, I assume they tried it multiple times to get it right, but, sure. you know. So, the, this, is, this is a horror movie that is shot in one take. So, potential. Imagine being like the one person where like you get to the last five minutes and like, <laughs> your phone goes off or you sneeze or something or like. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a, I'm a treat. I'm a treat. Yeah. Uh, so and, no wait, this doesn't have anything to do though with let's scare Jessica to death. Not that I'm aware of no. Okay. Uh, it's just interesting that the, it's like pretty well, much the same title. I, mean, I guess maybe it, where if that's why they shortened it. Yeah, I wonder if that's why they changed it because they realized that it was it was maybe too, I mean it was obviously a homage to Let's Scare Jessica to Death the title yeah. but I wonder if they said no this is too close like we're almost basically just ripping it off so yeah. <laughs> so they they shortened it uh which makes sense I guess. Uh so that's uh that is that scared Julie. It's funny. Which... <laughs> we didn't even record this podcast in one take. <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes with interruptions all right that that's uh us doing the the audience a service by making sure there's no fl- well not no fluff but fluff that i deem to be not entertaining <laughs> sure <laughs> don't, don't pull all the process tim don't pull all the process uh next up sure then one take is hard right it's difficult yeah okay so many moving parts mm. right next up uh, Mickey Keaton, who directed Darling, which I know mm. Tim loved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I loved it anyway. I, I like Darling a lot. So he's just fil- finished filming his uh, newest film, Off Season, which mm. is a s- southern gothic horror story set in an isolated mm. island town. Cool. <laughs> right. Uh, the film also stars Jocelyn Donahue, uh, who is the lead character in The House of the Devil, which okay, we do both I'm enjoy. Interested. Yeah, now you're interested. Uh, so so there you go so she's going to be in there she popped up in Doctor Sleep as well she was in Insidious Chapter 2 and a few other things uh, so yes uh, so there's no information uh, otherwise about the movie's plot I mean all we have is the isolated island town gothic horror story but that is just finished uh, filming so uh, we should expect that sometime this year I imagine uh, yeah I mean I, I didn't really like the uh darling uh for it was more for like kind of like 
I, I didn't really like uh, the story or <laughs> possibly even lack thereof. Uh, but he, he has a definite style, uh, which at least is very interesting. And um, yeah, I like Jocelyn Donahue. So uh, this could potentially be cool. I'm not going to poo-poo it right away. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see about that. Let's uh, move on then to the next bit of story here, which is... This actually came with a new trailer, which we didn't watch. At least, though, I didn't watch. I mean, Tim happened to stumble on it, but... Uh, the Hunt is finally coming out. Uh, that was the movie oh, that was, yeah. was delayed. It did come with the new trailer. I didn't bother watching it because I felt like, well, we know what the movie is. I mean, not, at this point, mm-hmm. I don't really need to see a trailer. Uh, but it's got a new release date of Friday, March 13th. So it's coming out on Friday the 13th of March. I, I didn't watch the trailer, but I think I saw the poster, which had like the original release date on it and then crossed out and then mm-hmm. the new release date. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, they're acknowledging it, which is, I guess, cool. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think like the the problem with these things, though, is like, it, you know, it, it, they made such a big deal about it being canceled. And now it's like a big deal that it's coming back. But the movie's probably just going to suck. It's, pro- yeah, <laughs> like, it's, pro- it's probably going to be just fine, like, or mediocre yeah. or whatever. Like, it, honestly, like, on- honestly, you kind of you kind of wonder if like canceling it and then bringing it back was because. It was just like an average movie that, but at least now, if you do it in this fashion, people are curious and like, oh man, it's finally out. Like, is it gonna help it? You know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there was a shooting as well, like right before, which oh, which was right, which right. was kind of the the uh, pardon the pun a uh, trigger for uh, making sure, making yeah. the push. But uh, yeah, so I mean, we'll see. Maybe it'll end up being better than what we think, or. Yeah. it'll have more more of a satire because that, that was the thing is it felt like it was tone deaf at the time but maybe yeah. maybe the, the the trailer was i mean maybe we should have watched the new trailer to see if the, the marketing uh has completely changed based on what it was before wasn't but... this a damon lindelof movie did he write it or something he he wrote the the script yeah okay. um, and he, he does make a lot of he has written some really good stuff admittedly so sure. yeah no i mean i, I do like lindelof uh, honestly but um yeah i was just curious so uh, next up, we have uh, the biggest trailer of the week by far was a trailer mm-hmm. for The Green Knight, which is from A24, and it's from the director, uh, David Lowry, who did uh, A Ghost Story, which I loved. Uh, so, I actually haven't seen that yet. Uh, yeah. It's not a horror movie. I mean, that's why we never yeah, did it on the show. Yeah. Did, that's the one. Is that the one with Casey Affleck and he's like under the sheet and stuff? Yeah. That one? Okay, yeah. yeah. It's super art, so the normals would hate it. You know, it's not a normals <laughs> movie. But Yeah, I, I did want to see it. I thought it looked good, but I just haven't gotten around to it. So he's doing a a, a horror movie, horror fantasy, like, period piece, if you will. <laughs> uh, so the trailers come out. Here's the, here's the description. Uh, I, I mean, this description actually, I mean, or bloody disgusting, rather, before it gets to the description, say, oh, it might not be a, a horror movie strictly, but honestly, look at the trailer. I mean, it looks like it's, it's going pretty into horror uh enough yeah. for us to do it on the show certainly uh, at, the, at the very least like the tone kind of seems yeah you know like a threatening <laughs> horrific yeah uh, so an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Ar- arthurian legend uh, the green knight tells the story of sir gawain played by dev patel uh, king arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous green knight a gigantic emerald skin stranger and tester of men gawain contends with ghosts giants thieves and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing the ultimate challenger uh, alicia vikander joel egerton uh, are also going to be in this, so that's pretty cool. Uh, 
Honestly, yeah, the trailer's really good. I mean, I, I'm not a fantasy mm. person, but typically when you view it towards horror, I'm a little bit more interested because it makes it a bit more mysterious, which I think works for it. Uh, I think that this trailer's a lot of really stark images, the skeletons lying around. It's mm-hmm. you know, it, it really feels like it's going to be like this this journey to the Green Knight is going to make him go kind of mad or test his, mm. psych, his psychosis or whatever. Like that's that's the drive I was getting from it anyway. Oh, definitely, I I think. Uh... Like when I, I I saw people were commenting about the poster that came out and the poster did look like really cool had like a you know very nice style to it, um, but then I, I didn't really know anything about it and then it, it, once I kind of saw people talking about or saying it was like kind of based on King Arthur stuff I kind of checked out because uh, I mean let's face it there haven't really been a lot of great like King Arthur <laughs> movies mm-hmm. the last couple of years unless you count Hellboy but like, <laughs> oh, um... oh, no, no. including Hellboy <laughs> including Hellboy how dare you <clears throat> but um, yeah like, like wasn't there a time where we had like like four like King Arthur movies coming out in a year or something like, uh, like I don't remember that but like it was like crazy there definitely <laughs> but, has been I remember the Clive Owen one coming out when I was in high school yeah. I remember there was that Guy Ritchie one, like, a couple of years ago. Well, like, wasn't that supposed to be, like, part of a, like, trilogy or something? Or they want to do a bunch of stuff with it? Wasn't, it? No, it wasn't a trilogy. It was part of a six-movie epic. Oh, it was, it was maybe, like, six movies. And it, it just, you know, it didn't do very well. So it was like, no, that's it, dead. You know? But, like, uh, I'm not necessarily, like, against King Arthur. I don't have anything... Uh, yeah, I don't really. I guess I don't really feel one way or another about them. But uh, most movies uh, about that kind of stuff usually don't interest me. But like you said, once you actually watch the trailer, it actually looks really good. Like the, um, you know, kind of the, the tone that they're setting up. You know, it feels very atmospheric, very foreboding. Uh, you know, it looks really good. Um, it you know, it seems like you know there are going to be like some creatures and stuff. Like I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't really need him to go full fantasy. Like, you know, I, I don't want it to be like Lord of the Rings or something. But if it is, you know, like you're saying, maybe uh, him going on this journey and kind of slowly going mad and seeing that madness kind of start to manifest, like, it sounds like it could be pretty cool. Yeah, I could be into that. I'm digging that. Uh, and then Vikander and Egerton, uh, you know, sure. uh, Vikander especially, I like a lot. Uh, Ex Machina, of course. Oh, Ex Machina, okay. Yeah, Ex Machina. Yeah. She was Ava, she was the, the robot. Uh, oh, okay cool then of yeah, course she, she was the new tomb raider as well obviously and you lara croft so mm-hmm. uh so that's coming at the end of may this movie so hopefully this oh, is what cool. we get at the same time and honestly this kind of feels like it's this year's midsummer i mean not in terms of the plot but just in terms of it's a it's a arty horror movie that <laughs> you know it's from a24 so yeah, yeah which will likely be interesting to us uh and the green knight himself looks like a horror character you know looks like a horror take yeah. on on this so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then the last thing we're going to talk about uh, on this show, our last story, is another trailer. Although the trailer itself is not actually new, but the news is that the release date is the release date for this movie we're going to talk about is May twelfth. Um, so looking well, not May the twelfth we'll, be with you. We'll see if <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> we'll see if we're interested or excited. But this is called Weird Fiction. Uh, there's a minute long sort of teaser trailer that came out in December, which we're, we we watched for the sake of talking about this. <laughs> Pardon me. Oh, I don't know. It's that time of year. I'm sneezing a lot today. Uh, what do you want from me, Tim? Don't let me know that way. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Anyway, so this movie was made for... What Steve kind of Ma- weak uh, immune system gets sick like that? Shut up. This movie <laughs> was made for around $300. Uh, 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> not not 300,000, not 300 million, $300. Wow. <laughs> Uh, written and directed by Jacob Perret, it is an anthology film which was filmed back in 2017 to 2018 and is now being put out by Whale Die releasing uh, coming in May. So, uh, the Collector's Halloween special comes only once a year. Don't miss out on stories that will chill your bones. A group of teens go searching for a missing body. A babysitter is stalked by something malevolent. A porn star finds a mysterious bite on the back of his neck. And two girls uncover something that may very well lead to the end of the world. So, four stories. Uh, the trailer, you know, it looks very low budget uh, you know, from, from the quick glimpses. But it does, they have, I don't know if it's actually, I don't think it's actually shot in film, but they're putting like a filter on it to make give it this sort of old filmy kind of like shot in the 80s for no money kind of look. Now it is shot, it is shot with no money. I mean, that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what did you feel about the trailer? I mean, are you interested in this at all? Actually, yeah. I mean, I never heard of it, but I thought this was a great trailer. Like it, it is definitely trying to, you know, mimic like, um, like a home video thing that you would see in like, you know, the eighties or early nineties or something. Uh, but obviously that's, you know, kind of our wheelhouse. So I, I was digging it and, um, I mean, I mean, it is hard to get a sense of what the actual movie will be like. Cause it is very, um, you know, like quick shots. And yes. like you said, it's like about a minute long. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to automatically say like, oh, this looks like it's going to be awesome, but I think it's at least a, a well done trailer and kind of got me excited to see it. And, uh, you know, and, and I do love this kind of, you know, indie, you know, uh, do it yourself kind of movie, um, which <laughs> I mean, three hundred dollars. That's uh, if it does end up being something like really good, that's going to be really impressive. Yeah. And unlike, you know, obviously it was very impressive how. Uh, what the last night was that? What that movie was called last year that we did? The Headhunter. The Headhunter. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Headhunter last year was very impressive, looking for its very low budget, but we still felt it kind of hurt it because it couldn't really do much with its like setting. Right. Whereas I feel like this because it's set in all these just normal places, like this could end up feeling really well done on its three hundred dollar yeah. budget. So. I'd be very curious to see if this ends up being entertaining. I mean, I felt bad because there's, there's, there's not a lot of views in this trailer. It's, you know, it's yeah. in the hundreds. And so it's nice to kind of maybe like, you know, give it a shout out and maybe people will go check out the trailer. Uh, the, 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 fir the first comment, I, I made the mistake of looking to see if there was any comments. And the first comment <laughs> was, uh, don't quit your job at Wendy's. So I was like, that's, that's just cruel. Wait, no. Yeah. What the hell? Like, like I, I wonder, unless it is someone that actually knows the filmmakers and they, like, they, oh, yeah, that sure. they work there or something. <laughs> all, all I could think was like, someone, even if this movie ends up being terrible, they shot a feature length movie for $300. They put in like, oh, sure. more effort into yeah. this than you've probably ever put into anything in your life. So, easy. Oh, no, totally. Like, yeah, I, I think that that's one, like one of the things that's cool about this uh, is that yeah, even if it does, like, you know, end up sucking, uh, at the same time, it is kind of hard to criticize someone for being like, well, hey, I mean, they went out there, they did it, they used what they had available, and they, yeah, even if it's not the best thing in the world, or, you know, it's like, it's cool that, you know, they're out there doing it. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's Weird Fiction, it is out in May 12th, uh, it doesn't actually say how it's out, I, I assume VOD, but... It just says yeah. releasing May twelfth. Like, when are, are they releasing themselves, or did someone like pick it up? Or, uh, it's um, da, 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 da. uh, okay, it was here. It was here. Da, I, I, I said it earlier. Well, they releasing is putting out. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, That's cool. I mean, uh, yeah, I definitely, uh, I'm intrigued at the very least. Uh, It'll be cool to check out. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, that's uh, that's the the horror movie news uh, for the for the week. Unless... You know, what? I got a yeah, yeah. I I got a little uh, <laughs> a little complaint here. Complaint? I, well, I thought you were going to add another story that I missed, but you're more than welcome to do. But a complaint? Yeah. Uh, so like all all day, every day, all I got to hear about is how much people love the sales figures on the DC podcast. <laughs> and... My my thing is is like why are we not doing that on the horror podcast? Like we like you know horror movies also like they have box office numbers. Why is that not a thing that we do? Do I look at box office numbers? I am more than happy looking. I love looking at box office numbers. Do I, do I do the inaugural version right now? Sure. I'll get box office mojo up. Although I hate going to box office mojo now because the you know the. It, it, the change of design and everything's all shit now. This is a shambles. This is an absolute shambles. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand what what's happening here. Let, let me go to your previous week and see what happens. Jesus Christ! I can't believe. <laughs> Box office mojo is horrendous now. What? Why can't I just look at the week? I can't even look at the previous weekend. I used to be able to look at every weekend since the, the website started. Even before the website started, you can, you can go back to like the 80s and 70s and look at weekends. <laughs> and now I can't even look at the last week's weekend. Right. I've been able to find this weekend that's just ended. I've been able to do that. Uh, wait, the last weekend or the weekend we're currently in? Because I, I don't consider the weekend over until Monday. Well, no, but you get the the the, the, the pretty accurate estimates for the weekend are always up by mid Sunday. Well, they just have a bunch of like minority report people <laughs> <laughs> predicting just, what. Well, because because of what Friday and Saturday does, it's really easy to predict the Sunday. There's a there's a true and tested formula. Okay. <laughs> so so we have this weekend. Looking at this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit out like five minutes of that shit just because it oh, it was keep it all in. <laughs> keep it all in. <laughs> yeah, it was not great. Yeah, be confused. Okay, so number one at the box office this weekend was Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, that's not a horror movie. We gotta be looking at the horror numbers. I know. I'm just telling you what number one was for reference. Fifty-seven million. All right. Jesus. Fifty-seven million for Sonic. All right. So fifty-seven million people went and saw Sonic. But no, that's not how it works. No, no, no. <laughs> Fifty-seven divided by the average ticket price. Wait, it's so sorry. So when you go to like, all right, so the box office, it's like if I go to a, like, like let's say I go and see Sonic, and the theater I go to, like, let's say it costs like uh, fourteen dollars a ticket. So mm-hmm. then, is that fourteen dollars? added to the box office or like does a theater take a cut of it is it only like seven bucks or they do an average of like what a ticket price should be right i've got answers for you here tim luckily i know i know i know the answer to this (laughs) so in this number that i'm telling you this gross for the weekend the 57 million includes all 14 of those dollars okay right now the, the, the 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 cinema the theater does take a cut but the the numbers they report for what a movie's made is just everything. It's not you know it's not what the studio made. It's not what the theater made. It's just everything. Um, but then of that money made, the theaters take a cut. And what you maybe didn't know is that each week a movie's out, the theater gets a bigger and bigger cut. Uh, the opening oh, week, uh, the studio gets like a really big. I don't know what the exact numbers are, but let's say seventy eight percent of it is goes to the studio. But that's why theaters love when a movie has a lot 
has long legs like see when a movie has yeah. like a really long lifespan because if it's still making money even like even though it'll be a fraction obviously what it did the first week if a movie's still getting decent numbers like eight weeks in the theater's taking almost all the all the profit from it so they love that yeah. if, if, if they get that chance so then like so sonic didn't actually like the movie company doesn't actually get 57 million because you know there's all the theater stuff you gotta cut out of that True, true yes uh yeah. but like i said the the opening weekend most of it goes to the studio versus later so um but and then it's also it's hard to like determine like the uh how many tickets are actually sold then because it's like you know so, like it, some theaters like you know if you live near a cheap theater and like a ticket is five bucks versus like out here where movies are expensive and like yeah it's like 16 17 bucks depending on the theater you go to like you know, it, like it, it, like let's say, you know, just like if a movie made twenty dollars, it's like, all right, well, that could be depending on where you are, that could be like five <coughs> tickets sold or like two. <laughs> I mean, it does tell me here how many screens that is that that were playing it in the U.S. For the weekend. Interesting. So Sonic, for example, played on four thousand one hundred sixty-seven screens. My God, that's a <laughs> lot of hedgehogs. <laughs> so there you Did go. Did you see Sonic? You must have. You're big sonic fan <laughs> uh, i'm probably going to have not yet though because i was okay. i was maybe going to go on friday i got donuts instead <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do both <laughs> well yeah. i mean i could have done both but like i didn't wait the problem is because you're not meant to bring in your own snacks to the theater so i can only bring in things that i can hide in my pockets whereas this yeah. big this bag of donuts was like a little too big for that. i don't want to squish them you know <laughs> you, you know what i've heard uh i actually just heard this recently i don't know if it's true okay but someone told me that 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 rule about outside food yes they said that it's not um that you can't enforce it that you can mm. only like you can suggest it and you can you know tell people not to do it or whatever but like legally they can't stop you i guess if you bring in outside food i i don't know if that's true or not hmm. interesting well i i I've definitely I, been to the movies where people will just like bring in like a coffee or like yeah. I'll have a friend just bring something in and I don't know but I don't know if it's because they can or because you know whatever some like teenager making like you know 12 bucks an hour or actually 12 price is way too high <laughs> uh, or like making five bucks an hour or whatever is just doesn't care I don't know mm -hmm. so I mean I feel like there, there, there is some rules they can enforce like I like I because I totally get why they wouldn't let you bring in say like let's say you go to like a take like a takeaway and get like a smelly curry like i get why they don't want you bringing sure. in food like that because a, it'll stink the place up and be you know it's messy you might get places um yeah. obviously i think you should be able to take in snack food as much as you want because like oh yeah because the prices there because I, I literally i noticed in the theater last time i was there when i went to see um i think birds of prey uh like the regular popcorn they have there is just basically two kinds. You either get sweet or salty. That's it. That is the main popcorn. But they've got like these fancy little tubs and it's like exotic popcorn that has these fancy flavors. And it's like... I started to see that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... It's these little tubs that are about the size of like a medium drink of popcorn. So not not big. They're, they're fairly small. Well, I mean, medium UK size. I mean, medium US is probably like 10 times <laughs> super size for me. But, uh, <laughs> but like, they're not that big. And it's like... It was like three pounds a cup. And I'm like, three pounds for popcorn that would be eaten in like sixty seconds. Like what? No, never. I don't care how good it makes sound. I'm not. I'm not paying that for it, ever. Uh, ridiculous prices. Absolutely shocking. Yeah. 
Anyway, so anyway, so yes, we'll we'll do this <laughs> weekly, so we so we can just look at the last weekend's numbers, right? So okay. there was one big new horror release which we're not doing right now because uh, we got it at different times. The UK release was delayed by a month for some reason. Uh, although the small uh, review blobs that I've seen would suggest that we maybe dodged a bullet here, Tim. Uh, I've heard, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where do you think that Fantasy Island, which is the movie we're talking about, Fantasy Island? Where do you think that placed in the top ten? Or, or okay. if it even placed in the top ten at all. <laughs> Yeah, well, let me let me try to think of what's out here. So, like, obviously, Sonic is a new big movie, and uh-huh. it's, so that makes sense. It's number one. Um, Birds of Prey is still out. It's only like the second week or so, and uh, I I've heard you know that yeah, it hasn't been doing great, but you know, it's still a comic book movie. Uh, so I imagine that's probably still higher up. Um, but I mean, is there anything else that's out that's big that would like? challenge it is the question uh it was valentine's day weekend but i don't think there was like a lot of romantic comedies or anything out um, hmm. i'll say i i don't i doubt it did very well but i think i'll still put it somewhat high because you know there's not of uh too many other big <laughs> stuff in the movies like what's gonna beat it the turning um I don't know. I'll say it was number. I'll put it right in the middle. Number five. Number five. It's actually number three. Uh, oh, okay. it was very. It was right next. It was Birds of Prey was number two, then Fantasy yeah. Island. Um, what's interesting though is very close with that in number four. Uh, the estimates because on- this this is close enough that it could swap when the final numbers come in because Fantasy yeah. Island's at twelve point four million exactly, and then the photograph, which is number four, which is a new release, and I. Doesn't tell me much on I, I, uh, on box office mojo, but it looks romantic. So this is clearly something okay. that's done okay because it's Valentine's. Uh, that's at twelve point two seven million. So it's only one hundred thirty thousand dollars between them, as per the estimates. So th- that's close enough that there's a you know the margin of error for the estimates could swap those yeah. uh, come come tomorrow. But uh, yeah, so so Fantasy Island is the only horror movie in the top ten for the record. It's Fantasy Island. <laughs> so. Wow no grudge or turning in there no no if i if you want uh gretel and hansel's at number 14 oh i forgot about that one with okay. 1.4 million uh that's, that's like what the third week that's his third weekend you know so yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not i mean it's not great but it's not yeah uh, i mean it's still making something uh the turning comes in at number 19 and it's fourth okay. weekend with five hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Jeez. If I keep going down, the lodge is at number twenty-five with one hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. I didn't realize the, the lodge is even playing. <laughs> it's, it's limited though; it's only on twenty-one screens. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, I'm just surprised that <laughs> there's like more than ten movies out right now. Oh, I, sure. I haven't been to a theater in a while. <laughs> uh, Underwater's at number thirty-two, which made forty. Oh, still playing. Forty. Well, only on seventy-seven screens, but <laughs> yeah, uh, forty-seven thousand dollars that made. Uh, that's his sixth weekend though, so I mean. How much more do you want from that that size? Yeah. Uh, and that's as far for for the record, there's forty movies on this chart, so well, there's enough stuff playing in a couple of screens to sort of you know build out the list. But obviously, the list real big money is in the top ten or so. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Yeah, facts out. All right, so I guess we'll look at the box office every week on the streams news now, uh, yeah. as, as requested <laughs> by Tim. <laughs> I mean, at, at, at least pertinent to horror movies. Yes. Like, at, at the very least, do it when a big new horror movie comes out, like next weekend when The Boy comes out. Well, well here's, here's the thing. Here's one, at least one thing we could check next week. Um, mm-hmm. 
do you think in fact i think is it next week the boy two it is boy two is next week. okay yes. so here's here's two things i want to ask you then <laughs> yeah one is fantasy island still in the top 10 next week mm. uh i i think it will be it'll, it'll it, yeah i i think it'll be low but i think it'll still be there like you know maybe like nine or ten because okay. I, I think it's big enough and has at least somewhat interest in uh and it is i wonder if valentine's day helped or hurt it uh i don't know mm. so we'll see i think it'll still be there yeah uh, for the record number eight is parasite which bumped up from 11 usually movies only go down but this went up oh well. guess oh, the, that's great no, the, the oscar win i'm glad to see yeah. it's uh, doing so well yeah that made 5.5 million at the weekend which is for a foreign movie and it's 19th week is pretty yeah. good <laughs> so excellent and uh, yeah, I, I saw it when it came out, and I was surprised. Like by the time I saw it, I think it had already been out for at least maybe like a couple of weeks or whatever, and the theater was still packed. Which uh, I, again, like for you know, a foreign movie is surprising. So uh, the other question I want to ask you though is, I want you to take a guess. I want you, I want us to both guess the opening <laughs> weekend. How much does the boy to make on opening weekend? Well, well, you know my theory that. <laughs> It, it is going to break a billion. Um, I don't know if that would be opening weekend though. Uh, that might be after like you know the first four weeks or something. Um, <laughs> Tim, if the boy two it, breaks <clears throat> three hundred million worldwide by the time it's done, I'll be surprised. Okay, <laughs> I'll hold you to it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't hold me to it. I mean, we'll just. I mean, I, I think the China is going to be the key factor once it gets to China. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's when we'll start making money. Um, let's see. It's pro. I'll, I'll give it at least. Uh, do twenty three million. Twenty three. Yeah, and it'll be in the top five for sure. <laughs> twenty. Honestly, twenty three is not a terrible guess. Uh, yeah. I I don't know, like. I'm going to go lower because I have to, but I don't think 23 is unreasonable. Uh, I'm going to say about 14. 14 million is my guess. I, I don't think there's buzz. Um, Yo, no buzz? There's no Are buzz. You, have you not been on the internet the last, like, five weeks? Uh, <laughs> Everywhere if, I go, I see an ad for the boy, too. Yeah, for the record, at current uh, discussion... There is no planned release for China. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> China only lets X number of movies from like foreign countries into their theaters every year. And I guess The Boy 2 was not seen as a big enough proposition that it got one of those slots. Huh. That's surprising. Is it? <laughs> I think so. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. For some reason, uh, Argentina, Spain, Finland, and Norway all get it in April for some reason, so they all get it quite late. Dang. Yeah, so. That's when you'll see the numbers start to <laughs> bump up. <laughs> uh, most places get it around the same time, though. Uh, okay. Yeah, so. Cool. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how the boy two does next week. Okay, are we done with uh, horror movie news uh, then, Tim? Is that something we're done with? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> mm -hmm.
Yeah. Unless you have another beloved new segment to introduce. <laughs> Nothing off the top of my head right now. Maybe we'll think of something uh, in, okay. the co- in the coming weeks, but that'll do for horror movie news this week. So, Whoa. what year? What year is this? I don't know. <laughs> it's twenty four fifty something. <laughs> Give or take. So we started in October of twenty seventeen. If you can believe it or not, we started working our way through a couple of horror franchises. Uh, one of them was Friday the 13th. And we were actually making quite good pacing on getting through the franchise over the first year. Uh, but when we got into sort of late 2018, start of 2019, things slowed down quite a bit. We had a lot of new movies to get through and the franchise stuff slowed down. It was something we are vowing to correct in the coming months. But... So when Hollywood started listening to the podcast and said, <laughs> maybe they're onto something with this horror thing. And then all of a sudden, like every week, there's a new horror movie. Yep, 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 yep. And the funny thing is they're all good. There's no, there hasn't been a bad one. <laughs> How can you say that with a straight face? <laughs> <laughs> How can you say that with a straight face, Tommy? Uh, so, of course, we've been working through Friday the 13th. The last one we did, of course, was uh, during the October-thon in October. So it's been a few months. Uh, but that was uh, Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday the ninth movie in the franchise so we're going to start spoiler free we'll give you a warning before we go into spoilers if you care but of course this is going to be a discussion of the second film from New Line after they get the rights and that is Jason X which came out in 2001 although as I understand it it was held for a couple of years it was on the shelf for at least one year yeah they finished making it like at least a year before it came out and it was just kind of sitting there but yeah, so this is the one that is Jason in space. That is the the pitch. It's in the future, and Jason's on a spaceship. That is, yeah. And you you can tell this this was made like right after the Matrix came out, right? You can tell this was made in like sure. late nineteen ninety nine. You can totally tell yeah. that. Uh, but yeah, so we'll get into it. Uh, what one of the things actually I remember about this because I I watched this fairly soon after it came out. I I got the DVD at the time and presumably late 2001 maybe early 2002 depending on what you know what the release date was and i remember like i think this was the first friday movie i had like on dvd uh i'd seen a couple at least on tv but i remembered watching like there's like a decent half hour documentary on the disc if it's still on the blu-ray actually uh uh, called The Many Lives of Jason Voorhees and it was like talking about the history of the character but notably this was when New Line before New Line was purchased by Warner Brothers I think and they didn't have access to any footage from <laughs> the first like eight <laughs> movies so all the clips came from 9 and 10 and you know like it didn't really strike me how weird that was at the time until like later when I actually like saw all the movies and yeah. saw kind of like just how much they relied on clips from that first little section of nine to show you like Jason like in a campsite because they didn't have access to the first eight movies but the reason why I'm bringing this up is that like the context of this being like the second of the new line movies uh, and obviously you had Freddy vs Jason after this and then the remake and the remake was trying to kind of try to go back to a classic style even though it was kind of in a you know a 2000s way uh just how different they feel from the earlier films obviously this one much better i think than uh nine because nine's just a complete train wreck but just watching this because one of the things that i do dislike about this movie uh is that the, the the music they introduced in nine They've got this really like extreme kind of like disaster sounding music, which is still here in this one, and I kind of hate it. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll go on record. I'll say the music in this movie is very bad. Yeah, it is. No, I agree. It's just terrible. Like it's uh like you know I, I don't want to throw any shade to you know whoever did it or whatever, but it feels 
Uh, and I'll go with, like, for the look of the film, uh, all right, <laughs> let, let me just say this. I think, <clears throat> um, I, I do think this is a, a bad movie. Uh, you know, it is cheesy and fun to watch. So it's, uh, so, you know, there's merit to, uh, to it in some ways, but, uh, what's bad about it. I don't think the, the premise, I don't, I don't think it is what's holding it back. Cause I actually think the premise is fine and it leads to some cool kills and ideas. And I think, um, yeah, it, it's cheesy as hell, but I mean, the franchise is already, you know, gone pretty cheesy. Um, I, I think what makes it bad is the, like, you know, stuff like the characters and the music and the way it looks like a, you know, made for TV sci-fi movie. Uh, like, <laughs> are, you, yeah. are you telling me the visual effects don't hold up, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> like, not even like the effects, just like the, like the sets and stuff. It just sure. seems like, you know, it seems more like an episode of Battlestar Galactica or something. Whoa, which, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Battlestar Galactica <laughs> A is great and B looks dark and gray. Here's the thing. I actually know this because I, I remember listening to the commentary track way back when, way back in my early teens when I had time to do such a thing. Uh, yeah. But I remember them talking on the commentary track how they they had like concepts for what the ship would look like and they said that like they had you know people had done designs for these dark gritty like you know grates and like you know steams coming off of things and they basically said nah that's been done to death you know that's alien and stuff let's do like a bright <laughs> sort of ship and i'm like but it's afraid of, it's jason Voorhees. why why is it bright <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be dark and grimy that's that's how you make it creepy because jason's stalking the place it was like, you know, it's, it's a weird choice it should just it should just be alien but with jason instead of a xenomorph <laughs> kind of yeah um that said though um i kind of love this movie and i think it's a a a masterpiece of the modern era and (laughs) basically all all the reasons why with with the exception of the music which i think is just bad because the music is the same as uh, nine because i didn't see nine till after this one so i remember feeling weird watching nine and like hearing that like like music uh at the start and i was like oh yeah this is jason x just kept the music from nine uh, but it's so weird to me that this exists and like you know how like Freddy v's Jason was like already kind of in development but they wanted to do a Jason movie and like New Line let them make one and it's called Jason X instead of Friday the 13th 10 or yeah whatever like the, like I mean and this is uh, I mean this is like one of the reasons why I love franchises and why I don't like reboots uh, well you know I'm not in- inherently against reboots but like um that, it's this such... is so different and weird and <laughs> silly and yeah yeah i i want like i want like I, honestly i'd be fine if every movie like there's no continuity and every single movie was just okay now jason's on sure. uh in a skyscraper in new york or now <laughs> jason's in like the arctic now the jason's Wild west he's in the Wild west yeah sure <laughs> Yeah, but it, what sucks nowadays is like you'll never get this uh, this kind of stuff again because you know like you get this because this franchise has gone on so long and it's like all right what haven't we done yet? Uh, but nowadays, uh, you know, once something gets stale, it's not like hey let's try to do something different. It's like let's reboot it, and so it sucks that you won't get something stupid like this. Like I think that's a <clears throat> you know, one of the things I don't like about the Saw movies is just like everything just feels like the same one. Like if you gave me Jigsaw in space, like <laughs> hell yeah, I'd be like down for that in a second. <laughs> hey, to be fair, the new one looks like it might be something different. 
hopefully yeah saw, saw uh, nine I'm, might be the you know the book of spiral the book of saw <laughs> might be the one to finally do something different i yeah, weirder things have happened <laughs> they have weirder things have happened i you know i, I think jason x is such a weird movie to exist and i love that it does exist i love that they, they just had this silly little idea and it is cheesy the acting is mostly terrible um <laughs> the, the, the sets do look cheap but like for me that kind of adds to the charm of it bizarrely sure. like, yeah. I, like the weird kills are great and there is a couple of things <laughs> i'll complain about and the music's definitely one of them but honestly this is exactly the sort of b-movie trash that i can watch over and over again i i love that this like the movie doesn't take itself too seriously but i still love that jason is taking himself seriously if that makes any sense oh, totally. yeah uh, uh that, that's you know i love it and i mean sure the, the idea of the uber jason i mean not to get into spoilers but he's on the poster uh the the uber like matrixy jason like yeah why not why why, why the yeah. hell not just do it go go nuts like be crazy and and, and, it, and i think it's like actually like set up fairly well like in the movie <laughs> like it like it, it it like makes sense like the way it happens and there's some you know, there's a lot a lot of weird jokes about stuff in present day some work some don't yeah uh you know we'll get into some of those but like it's a lot of the kills are pretty fun uh i think that's fair to say and i you know obviously the characters are barely you know characters at all uh, if nothing else like the opening before it gets sent into like the far far future i actually think the opening is done pretty well well the opening set in the the near future of 2010 believe it or not if you if you're paying attention (laughs) The uh, the opening is set in twenty ten. So keep in mind this was about ten years before that when they made it. So, uh, so it's weird to for us to hear this now because they're talking about cryo sleep in twenty ten. It's like yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> didn't quite get there. Um, and what's weird about that as well is that it, it, it's kind of like a safety net to say that this is set after Freddy vs Jason as well. Because uh, because oh, yeah. there's no reason why they had to set it in the future of that opening pit. They could have just said that oh, that's present day. Like you yeah. know. I mean, is anyone really going to complain that in your weird Jason Goes to the Future movie that there's cryo sleep <laughs> being invented in present day? No one's going to give a shit. It's it's just weird because it's like it's set in the future, but then it's like, uh, all right, but now we're going to go into like the real future, like the far far future. Yeah, what well, the weirdest thing about it is that David Cronenberg has got a small role. I don't even know how that <laughs> happened. David Cronenberg, esteemed like director David Cronenberg, who's like a really snooty like filmmaker who doesn't like comic yeah. book movies and stuff, agreed to star in a small role in a Friday the Thirteenth movie, the one which sends him into space. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> very strange. This is weird. It's so weird. Like, uh. yeah, like it makes more sense for him to be in like Nightbreed or something because I'm, he, I'm sure he probably has like more respect for like Barker. But sure. yeah, like Jason Ten is just like what? Yeah. Do you actually call this Jason 10? You know it's called Jason X, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, I don't know if you've read a little uh, series (sighs) I like to call House of 10 and Powers of 10, but that (laughs) has taught me that X is 10. X does mean 10, but the movie is titled Jason X. That's what they all call it. That's what the creators call it. Okay. (laughs) Right. Yeah, the X does mean 10, just like V for Vendetta means 5, but you don't call it 5 for Vendetta, do you? No, you call it V for Vendetta. Hey, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we'll just give the spoiler warning. I don't even see the point of, like, shielding people I mean, from I, this at this point. Sure. I, I mean, I think if you, you know, if people are going to watch this, you, you you know what you're going into. Like, I don't think anyone expects it to be, like, high art. Like, it's, uh, you know, it, it's super cheesy, but it is a hoot to watch. Like, this is a fun yeah. movie, especially, you know, if you're watching with friends and stuff. It's a, it's a fun one. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know where I rank it necessarily. I'd have to really give it some thought. I mean, it's. I mean, it's definitely. Obviously, it's definitely better than nine. It's definitely better than five. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd probably say I have, I have more fun than this when I do with one for sure. Honestly, yeah. I mean, if you know, is one a better made movie? Sure, but you know, I, if, if I'm. I was gonna say I I'm, I think before I rewatched that again when we did the review like a year or so it's actually been over a year since we did this one, but Back I think hockey was still legal. I think I mean, <laughs> I think I might have put seven above or this a bit above seven. I mean I'm not so sure I would now because seven was better than I remembered it. Yeah, I did like seven when we watched yeah. that for the review, but. Uh, yeah, there's a joke here about how hockey was outlawed in 2024, <laughs> and our fellow fuzzer Matt is a big hockey fan, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't come to pass for his sake. But yeah, I, I tweeted at him when I was watching. I said, mm. "You got four more years." <laughs> <to enjoy."> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a bunch of little jokes actually. At one point, there was a random reference to uh, the Microsoft conflict, and it was actually like a bloody <laughs> war because the guy says they were beating each other to death with their limbs. <laughs> I. <laughs> I, I had a question with the at one point uh they make a reference to a box of DVDs. Yes. Was like was I don't know, like was that a reference to like uh I, I was trying to think, like, wasn't the first Fast and the Furious movie about like DVDs? It was, so, yes. I, I didn't know if that was like a reference well, or something. It, it, was, it was it was about DVD that movie was about stealing DVD players off a truck, right? That's what the first Fast and okay. Furious movie was about. That was a honestly, this was just a reference because basically he's talking to this guy about oh, I found some artifacts because it turns out that because this is a a group of college students on this ship, right? And they're doing yeah. science expeditions, they're doing history and I guess like archaeology where they go to Earth, which is uninhabitable now. They're on Earth two, uh, not to be confused with Earth two of DC Comics, uh, and. <laughs> Like they oh, find they run into the uh, crime syndicate, and they, they find <laughs> that's Earth three, not Earth two. Come on, Tim. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Earth two is the one with the GSA. Well what, no. uh, well, what about Grant Morrison's JLA Earth two? Oh, I've not read that, but like I'm going with traditional okay. Earth two is the one with the JSA and like Huntress's Batman and Catwoman's daughter. Earth three is the crime syndicate. That's your. I, I never understood that if that was something they changed because I'm pretty sure Grant Morrison uh, did the crime syndicate on uh, his uh, Earth 2 book. But who knows? That's DC continuity for you. Yeah, it's about to change again, so... <laughs> Can't wait. Don't get too comfortable with the current continuity, I'll say that much. Um, so, yeah, so so they, they bring up... They find Jason, who, at the start of the movie... Uh, what's what's her name? Lexa Doig's the actress, but or Doig, I don't know what his name. Uh, but uh, Rowan's her name. Uh, she like after Jason takes out an entire like SWAT team plus David Cronenberg, uh, she single handedly managed to like. It's almost like the end of Terminator Two, you know, with like Sarah Connor's hitting the T one thousand with a shotgun, and it's kind of making him move back every time. She kind of does that with Jason, so he gets into the cryo sleep chamber and then like sort of traps him in, turns it on, but he stabs her through the chamber door, and that uh, leaks the cryo freeze like stuff. I'm just grabbing a cat uh, into the room, so she gets frozen as well. And then it's you know 450 years later, uh, you know, in come these students with their the lecture. But the lecture, the teacher, the professor, he is out only in it for the money. He wants to like find artifacts that he can like make money from, and he thinks, oh, this serial killer from. 450 years ago. Not that he knows who he is at first. It's not until after. Because he thinks it's impressive that he, he resuscitated uh, Rowan 
Oh, she's up and walking around. She's 450 years old. That's more than 200 years older than anyone else we've got who's walking around. And the guy's like, ah, no one cares. Like, people are, you know, resuscitation is normal now. Like, yeah. whatever. I'm, I'm with that old guy, though. Like, yeah, who cares about <laughs> some, like, person that's like, hey, I was alive a long time ago and now I'm alive again. Like, it's not like they have, like, a bunch of stories or anything. Like, I mean, she'd have stories like that when she was alive, but yeah, especially if, uh, you know, uh, rejuvenation or whatever is like a thing. It's like, why does he think that's so special? Yeah, it seems pretty normal, but that's where the DVD joke comes from because he says, well, did you find a box of DVDs as if it's like an artifact? And I find it hard to believe that in the year 2450 that anyone knows what DVDs were. even it doesn't seem like something even like these people who study history and archaeology or whatever would would really focus on but whatever uh like yeah like like what would we even say like oh like if i was making a joke like oh would you find like a a box of mimeographs or something like that that would be (laughs) yeah uh and anyway so there's a bunch i wonder if it i wonder if that was like just a joke because like this is when dvds were starting to become big like, I would, I would say, I wouldn't even say start. I'd say this is right in the peak of DVDs. Two thousand one's like right in the peak of the DVD yeah. era. So I don't know. Maybe that's the joke. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. Uh, but uh, he, uh, you know, there's, there's a bunch of little jokes like that. There's a joke where, you know, one of the girls doesn't know what a bike is, uh, I, and that's just a fine little joke. I, I did laugh at the joke actually, where uh like they're trying to talk about how to get off because later on the ship's going to explode and they're like okay how do we get off the ship and they're like going through the options and nothing's like useful uh there's nothing they can do and rowan says can't you like beam us off or something and like one of them (laughs) goes like beam us off what (laughs) (laughs) that that was actually funny (laughs) yeah uh because she's like i'll just i'm just taking a chance that maybe you know star trek technologies (laughs) happen now i mean we're in space why not uh So, I mean, that's, like, whatever. Like, there's all these little jokes about uh, the past. In fact, there was a Doom reference at one point. Did you catch this? I don't think so. Was it's, it when they were playing uh, the game? No, it was uh, It was after that. It's when they realized Jason's on the list, so all the uh, the soldiers on board, because they've got, like, a security team. There's, like, a good six or seven of them who are just all here to be killed one by one, let's be honest. But uh, it's when they're getting all the gear, uh, the leader dude walks in and says, have you got the BFG? And he's, oh, and he's yeah. like, yeah. I was like, oh, did he just call that gun the BFG? Okay, fair <laughs> enough. That's a reference. I do. I have to. It, I have to pick apart this this video game thing, though. Uh, yeah. I, I have oh, some oh, problems. I, I think I have the same complaint. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, it it makes for a fun joke later in the movie because they use it to trick Jason. But so Jason like walks after he's free because he wakes up right and he has that great kill. probably the best kill in the movie is the the attractive blonde. Who, by the way. Kane Hodder, who plays Jason here, this is his last time playing Jason, he cops such a feel of this actress uh, during this scene. Cause, I didn't notice that. Well, it's because when he's dragging her over to the, the liquid nitrogen that he sticks her face in uh, and freezes it and then smashes her head on the table. Great kill. Uh, the prop of her, like, her body without the face and her, him just throwing it on the ground. Great moment. Uh, but yeah. as he's dragging her over, I noticed that like, her, her, she's got this like weird top on. It's like two like cut tank top things that are kind of thick but um i noticed that, like uh, like they were kind of pulling up a little bit as if they were you know if if they weren't careful it might have revealed stuff um but the reason why he's doing that is that you know his hand is like right across her chest and he's like sort of <laughs> pulling her by the chest and I'm, I'm sure like like at least i like to think it was you know th- what they planned sure, out yeah. and you know like, what, yeah. what she was expecting <laughs> but it just i wasn't like, man he's properly copping a feel right now um and I, but, I would also say <clears throat> um yes 
that uh, I, I was actually surprised at how like horny <laughs> the movie was. Like I always forget, like this is like a like everyone on this ship seems to be like sex crazed. Oh like, yeah, I mean, I mean, is that <laughs> is that really that different? Not from Afraid of the Thirteenth cast. Fair, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that different? Uh, but anyway, the video game thing. We'll get back to all the other characters, but the video game thing. So, so Jason walks into like like uh, a video game being played and it's like it's basically what it looks like at first is that these two guys there's a sort of the long-haired kind of like douchey nerdy dude uh, and presumably one of the security team the, 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 the guy with the goatee and they're both in like armor and they're shooting really bad cg monsters but it's okay that they're cg because they're not real they're, they're it's a video game right it's like holograms right. going around and they're like you know blast them they're like oh hey if the next kill wins and they're like they're playing this game okay fine future technology whatever and jason walks in and he slashes one of the demons right in the game, and yeah. and they're like, "This is weird. Why is this guy here?" And like, and they, they try to pause him, thinking he's part of the game, which I thought was weird because the kid with the long hair was there when they picked Jason up. He knows who yeah. this is, <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure why he thinks he's part of the video game. Yeah. Secondly, uh, so he comes, so Jason comes over and he slices the the kid right down like the the shoulder so his his body kind of splits right but this reveals that they're also holograms they're not really the people and the you know the the, holog- the the room sort of changes and we find out that the two of them are sitting on the floor with VR headsets on so i have questions here why <laughs> why if if they're we're just sitting down wearing v- VR headsets why is the whole room in like a virtual reality like uh augmented reality i suppose is the right term why is the room in augmented reality if they're sitting down with headsets on and why is jason seeing all this if he's not wearing the headsets like how and if it's all if if the, if, if the room changes why are they wearing the headsets I, i'm confused by this tim none of this makes any sense <laughs> I, I think maybe like a charitable explanation would be like they're kind of wearing these weird glowing things that kind of seem like, um, you know, that they're attached to their heads. So I think maybe uh, you could say something like, OK, like this is something they put on that projects these images onto the room and then they projected their avatars into the room, which I think that would be fine. But but uh, they can't see the room. So why does it matter? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that's no, it, it, true. It doesn't really matter. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, like, whatever's happening, though, it doesn't make any sense that Jason, who doesn't have this thing on, yeah. uh, just appears in the game as normal. And like you said, yeah, you yeah. Just see them. Yeah, that's the other problem is why why do they th- like what? Why is he appearing in the game to them if they're looking yeah. in the VR headsets? Like, why is yeah. he in there for them? Because yeah, I, then- I, I had forgotten it cut to them sitting with VR headsets on. Because at first I just thought, oh, it's augmented reality. They're running around and they're shooting like, just holograms that the computer's putting right. up for them, right? Yeah. And then Jason walks in, fine. But then it turns out that they're wearing headsets and they're sitting down. Like, so what? Like, no, these two things don't mesh together. These are two different yeah. types of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, it's very strange. And, like, uh, there's no way, like, Jason should be able to kill, like, their avatars or whatever. <laughs> like,. It's uh, what the, what it needs to be is like it needs to basically be just like a danger room thing. Like it just yes. needs to be a big empty room that they shout stuff at the computer that it makes it whatever. Uh, yeah, but... the the only thing that this would take away by doing that is that we couldn't have the the moment where Jason like kills one of the holograms and then it's like oh hey that's not really us. Um, yeah. But it makes it just makes no sense. None of it does because uh, everything else about it makes you feel like they shouldn't have headsets on. And then later on when Jason's tricked, it's just yeah, it's just like a augmented reality the whole room changes 
I don't know. I can't believe they didn't think that through. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, it's not the worst mistake in the movie. There's a pretty big, sure. there's a pretty big physics problem later on in the movie, <laughs> okay. uh, which which we'll get I also to. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, the other characters like that. Yeah, like I mean, the, the lead character Rowan's just kind of a blank slate. She she she's meant to be the expert who wanted to freeze Jason because they tried executing him multiple times. Although I did, like, I noticed in our list of things that they tried, you know, they tried hanging, firing squad, poison, electric chair, and all I could think was, well, just, like, cut off all of his limbs and put them all in different boxes, so that at least if he's, he may still technically be alive, but at least he can't really sure. do anything if he's all split into pieces, right? Yeah. <laughs> just a thought. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you're, um, you're, uh, advocating for the, uh, what the we judge. call the Kessel... I was going to say the Castlevania 2. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking of the judge from the hit television show, Buffy the Vampire. So if you remember Buffy's 17th birthday, uh, the judge was the blue demon that was split into all the different uh, boxes, and Drusilla and Spike were trying to put them together. That's true. Uh, Also similar to uh, last year's Hellboy movie with the the Blood Queen. (laughs) They split her up. Tim, we don't talk about trash on this show. How dare you? Uh, (laughs) Oh yeah, let's let's talk about Jason X. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Jason X knows what it is better than that Hellboy movie did. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so 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 we have we have uh, her. She's whatever. Uh, she's kind of the, she's there to be the person who knows what Jason is and to be yeah. it's, it's almost like the meta character because like she's aware that he can't be killed and every time someone says oh no it's taken care of or soldiers will take care of it she's like yeah right like <laughs> this is Jason Voorhees yeah. you have, do have a chance <clears throat> what's kind of weird is like um like I don't really understand why uh it has to be like this professor and students and also like these army guys like it seems like such like a weird thing like you could just have like a spaceship of like you know salvage people or whatever uh i don't mean the students because that, that kind of means that it's all people of the same age that would go to the, the summer camp right it's, it's all the sort sure. of late high school early 20s sort of people that makes sense to me having the security force there I think the explanation in the movie is just kind of like that all ships have a security force because that's just the standard protocol. But it does kind of feel weird that they wanted to have this almost aliens esque like thing where there's like a group yeah, of marines yeah. there to fight Jason, uh, and that's it, you know weird, but whatever. But like, but what is this? Like, is this a field trip or is this like yes. just what schools are? Like, schools are on spaceships now. <laughs> this is a, a science exploration field trip that they do if they, if you do this type of course. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Which is what Earth history, I guess, or something like that, or <laughs> Earth archaeology. I don't know what you, what you call sure. this, uh, but like, so we have that. We have kind of the there's a fairly likable, uh, you know, the girl who's kind of like flirty. She kind of like makes fun of them there, but she also flirts with them. Uh, she mm. also has a weird thing with the professor where <laughs> she she shows up with a bottle of wine and like some tweezers and says we need we need to talk about my grade. And so there's one scene where. So she shows up with these tweezers, right? And you're like, okay, whatever. She's any, he's any weird kinky stuff. But when we actually see the kinky stuff happening, she is completely changed into a dominatrix outfit, which, you know, this is a lot of effort for this grade. Like, you know, this, this midterm oh, that sure. she's, she's wanting. <laughs> but she's just tweezing his nipple. That's all she's doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean also, he... He's also uh, wearing, like, a, a dress or maybe, like, lingerie or something. Uh, it, was, it was like a nightie, I'd say it was. Yeah, and then... Uh, and he, 
what is she what is she saying she just calling him like a bad boy or something or she says something to the effect of does daddy like that or something like oh, that. Yeah. yeah and then eventually he just yells out you passed and that's i guess the climax it's, it's very funny because it kind of reminds you of the scene from like uh you know uh part eight uh mm. where like yeah the girl's trying to like seduce a professor but then it kind of goes in a direction that you're not you know really expecting but i wonder though if this uh like i wonder if this is supposed to be like are we supposed to be shocked by this or also I, i'm kind of curious if like the joke here is that like oh this is what sex is in the future like it's like this what might be a little weird to us is like tame now in the future i don't know i don't think so because i feel like <laughs> there's another young couple uh that are away to have sex we don't really see much of it so we don't really know what they were doing beyond like, they just start like straight up making out when they're like examining jason or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> like they're like all right you guys can go yeah like, yeah really? the, yeah the other woman's like oh just go because you're not focusing on anything anyway yeah. and like oh thanks and they, they race off to have sex <laughs> I, I do i do like though that when they're having sex the moment like shop the moment that david wait uh, david the moment that jason wakes david up <laughs> the moment that jason wakes up is the moment she appears to have an orgasm like she sort of like you know she, she she like moans out and then it cuts to jason waking up and i was like that's actually pretty inspired the idea that like like the premarital sex like the, or, the orgasm and the premarital sex awoken yeah. you know like awaken jason and he's like okay yeah. Uh, back in business I, like i wonder when this whole thing like started like the idea yeah like i wonder if it's like a an effect from like scream uh you know kind of establishing these rules of like oh yeah if you have premarital sex you die because it's not like because like obviously like you know we know jason's going after these horny teens but it was never like his thing to be like i hate premarital sex yeah you know? that's just a general slasher movie thing but to be fair they did make some jokes about this in the ninth one and that was pre-scream so while scream made it more common to talk about these rules i don't think yeah. they were completely you know, there was a, an idea of them beforehand okay because do you remember the, at the start of the movie of nine where he's in the car saying you know that's when like, what like when she's undercover or no no it was, was after it that her? it's like the main dude the dad or, or the husband or whatever uh he's talking about you know doing some drugs and having some premarital sex like it was a joke in nine which was before scream so okay. like so that idea did exist before scream okay. so i mean scream definitely made it more well known and definitely had people sort of defining it a bit better but i'm, I'm not as big a fan of nine as you so i oh piss off <laughs> piss off you goat loving <laughs> cretin uh anyway uh so so we got them we have uh the android lady and the nerdy guy who sort of makes her uh and he insists that he's not being perverted about it but she wants nipples because she wants to be a real girl and so we have a scene where like, the nipples fall off her <laughs> because <laughs> because of course we do um more on her later because she has a big scene later she has a really big scene yeah. later uh so we I have... think it's kind of funny that like everyone's like yeah you're you're kind of into it and he's like i'm not i'm not then by the end though he's kind of like yeah you kind of are <laughs> like yeah uh, yeah and the other characters are basically just you know there's the head of the security dudes and then um there's like a pilot in a cowboy hat and then there's the sort of techie dude who sits he's got a mustache who sits at his desk a lot like yeah. there's just a lot of people around for david or for david i keep, why I keep saying david <laughs> for jason to kill and that's uh kind of you know kind of the setup but 
Uh, so I do like the the ironic cut when when Rowan finds that Jason's on board, and she's like, "What? Jason's on board? Are you crazy?" And he's like, "No, look, he's very dead. I assure you." Uh, he's like, "Oh, really? You sure about that?" He's like, "I assure you, he's very dead." And she's like, "Show me." And it just cuts to them like all morbidly looking at the dead body and like zipping it up in a body bag. And he's like, "Yep, <laughs> that's that's where things are." Uh, there's a lot of puns in this one. Uh, there's like people who are dying or like just saw someone die or for for some reason in this movie very quick to crack like a punny joke like uh when one of the soldiers gets uh like corkscrewed on this giant screw and someone asks over the comms oh what happened to like robertson and she's like he's screwed (laughs) 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 or or, you know there's moments like that there's moments like that or even when the head of security when we think he dies he doesn't actually die because he pops back up later injured and then they put him in the fancy nanotech med bay and he's he's fine but he gets stabbed through the door with this big spike he's like it's going to take more than one spike to stop me (laughs) and then like the machete comes through and he's like yep that'll do it and then he croaks (laughs) or seemingly croaks uh it's always good to make one more joke before you die I mean, I'm not complaining. Like, I actually think this is part of the charm of this movie, but I'm just pointing it oh, out yeah, because, yeah. like, you know, it's, totally. it's fun. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's some fun deaths in here. There's a big hook. At one point, one of the soldiers thinks to capture him on like, this big hook, but Jason just kind of pulls himself off of it uh, and and kills him. And yeah. eventually, you know, it's the group of teens or, you know, college students on their own with Rowan and the professor, and they're trying to figure out what to do and basically it's like okay but do we what, what do we do do we wait in here the professor's a real sleazeball he claims that he didn't because because we know that he tried to pay off the uh the security dude he's like yeah i don't kill him because I, I need him i'll make oh, money yeah. off of him i'll pay you a lot of money uh and the security dude is a nice guy or a good guy who's like no no no, no. like we're gonna kill him like he's too dangerous but from here, like, you know, Jason kind of gets into various places. They're able to stay kind of safe by staying behind certain doors because they just can't get through them. Uh, but they have to try and, like, do certain things to, like, you know, get to the uh, the shuttle so they can escape or call for help or things like that. And there's a lot of thinking about the ship. Um, and then they're on a timer because the ship's going to, like, you know, detonate or whatever or, like, implode. And there's, like, another ship coming for help. Uh, but it's, it's going to be done in 30 minutes, so they have to, like, you know detonate some charges so that the, sh- the half of the ship that's like going to destroy them won't be connected anymore there's all mm-hmm. these like sort of survival things that are happening whilst jason's also around and one of the things that happens when this is all all, all going on is that eventually when they're kind of cornered and jason's about to get them all you know whoever's left uh because the one girl who witnessed her boyfriend be killed kind of like steals the shuttle and kills herself by accident by like you know flying away without disconnecting the fuel lines uh, they're all trapped, Jason's coming for them, and they're screwed. But then the nerdy kid shows up with the, the robot, the <laughs> android lady, KM, and she is dressed head to toe in latex. Yeah. <laughs> and the mu- I wonder if that was like the dominatrix outfit. <laughs> I don't think it was the same, though. But you can tell this was right after the Matrix. This was so inspired oh, yeah, by yeah. the Matrix. Um, and, you know, I, I, he, she, she, uh... This is probably the only time in the movie where I kind of liked what the music did because the music kind of did this weird little tune when she popped out, and it was it was really cheesy. Don't get me wrong, but it kind of fit the the ridiculousness of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Yeah, you, you what did she say? She says something really bad, like, uh, oh, you want to play big boy or something.' Like that it wasn't that line, but it was something <laughs> yeah. to that effect. Uh, and Jason like scares over the machete, 
and we think that okay that was a non-starter but when he comes up to get his machete back she grabs him and says gotcha and then we get a scene where she just like fires a machine gun at him and then takes out her two pistols again very matrixy fires the pistols and for some reason at one point like shoots one of them behind her back she sort of you know (laughs) does this and i'm like why are you doing fancy maneuvers and then she's doing like flips and stuff she doesn't need to do this is so unnecessary but she blows off like his like head his leg and one of his arms and like for all intents and purposes they beat jason he's dead and i just want to point out that the the reason why she was able to do all this was because she got an upload <laughs> yeah that that line like whoever wrote that line doesn't know anything about computers because it, yeah. it, it felt so so basically uh before this like the nerdy kid when they're on their own like they're getting supplies or something he's like oh what are our chances of survival and she's like uh, i estimate 12 percent." like 12 percent? can we get better odds than that and he, he basically goes oh you know what i'm going to die i'm going to do this and he kisses her and after the kiss she's like i estimate we've went up to 50 percent and he's like oh let's see if we can get to 100 so they, they basically start a sex scene and it cuts away but it's implying they're about to have sex and apparently this gives them the idea to upgrade her with combat skills and you know weapons and yeah so basically after they reveal what's happened and they're all kind of looking at him going what's happening and he's, he's like i gave her an upload <laughs> now the problem with this is that what do you mean you give her an upload surely it'd be a download right exactly right an upload is when you're sending something to the internet not and obviously we're not dealing with the internet here but like if anything i mean the correct line would honestly be an update i gave her an update or i i patched her perhaps would be another acceptable (laughs) sentence uh but i mean we're saying download makes more sense i still think download would be wrong well, just saying I gave her a download sounds weird. Yes. But, it, like, you would have to say something like, I downloaded something to her or whatever. But yeah, that may work. But I feel like I gave her an update is what the line's supposed to be. Yeah. But for whatever reason, maybe it was in the script. Maybe the actor said it wrong and no one noticed. I don't know. But... It's, I mean, again, though, like you said, like this is like another thing that kind of adds to its charm. Like it's just so dumb and like, all right, whatever. It's oh, yeah. He's got a smug smell on his face. He like yeah. He's like, oh, I give her an upload like he's he's so happy with himself so happy with himself so they beat jason and they still have to like blow up half the ship and everything's going fine while that's happening though of course uh the nanobots in the med bay which is where jason happened to land come out on their own and start to heal jason and reform parts of his body which leads to of course uber jason where he is metal and he's bulletproof and he's got that sort of like molded on sort of metal hockey mask. It's, yeah. it's all very silly, but kind of glorious at the same time. Out of everything, why Uber? Why, like, I don't know, why not Super Jason or Metal Jason or just uh, Jason X? Like, Uber Jason. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just don't get why. Okay. Look, it may sound silly now because Uber is a thing, but Uber, the, the car service, did not exist in 2001. Yeah. So. I feel like it still sounds weird, like versus like just saying like super or something. I mean, did you have a problem in the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer when the Uber vamps were introduced? I actually did. <laughs> I, I complained to Mr. Whedon. <laughs> personally, I personally complained yeah. to Mr. Whedon. Okay, uh, so but, so eventually he wakes up, of course, and you know some chasing ensues. 
um and he ends up sort of with uh the one of the kids one did we've barely mentioned him because he's barely not a character but he he uh has the trigger and he sort of has his heroic moment where he like you know sets the explosion off killing himself but separating uh half the ship that jason's in and saving everyone else however jason minutes later punches through the hull of the ship and mm-hmm. comes in and uh the sort of you know the, the sassy girl she kind of like again talk about a one-liner when she's about to die she, she's like you know because obviously there's a vacuum happening and they're being sucked towards the hole and she's been she's mm-hmm. the one furthest back she's trapped in the room she's holding out of the grate <laughs> in the floor and just before she gets sucked away and gets killed she says and i quote this really sucks and then gets sucked away well I, actually I, I think uh i'm gonna correct you a little bit because oh? i think she I believe she says this sucks on so many different levels. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that was the line. But it's like, all right, well, there's two levels. There's, <laughs> you know, you're getting sucked. And this also, you know, if people are still using the word sucks in that day and age, but it's just two. Like, like what other levels does it suck on? I mean, <laughs> it's more than one. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but at least, though, I mean, uh, you know, you, you got to imagine, though, like getting your whole body sucked through like a tiny hole. And that's got to be a really cool death scene to see, like all the gore and uh-huh. stuff and seeing the skin and the bones and everything getting ripped and going through this hole. Like, that's got to be a really cool thing to see. Right. Like, that's got to look cool. Yes. And your point is. <laughs> Well, they don't show you any of it. They just cut to. Well, I, uh, I, like I, a... I knew I knew that was your point. I was just letting you finish your point. <laughs> yeah, they they just cut to like a little tiny hole with some flesh, uh, yeah, coming out of it. Yes, yes. I mean, all the visual effects are pretty rough. Everything outside the ship looks really. Like, see, at the start of the movie, when they're walking through like, the wasteland of Earth, it looks like mm-hmm. really cheap music video from like the era. It's, yeah. it's kind of rough, but. Uh, now, did did this come out before Alien Resurrection? after after okay yeah because i mean they were able to they, they had a, a cool you know getting sucked out <laughs> through a whole scene i don't know why they they weren't able to do it here. i'm going to go out on a limb here and say the alien resurrection had about five times the budget that jason x did <laughs> just just a, really? just a hunch yeah <laughs> okay jason x if it'll tell me jason x had a budget of 11 million dollars trying to think are we up to 10 alien movies yet? There's four alien movies. If you count the Predators, Prometheus, Covenant. If you count AVP, uh, I guess you get six, then we're at eight. We've had eight, including, including the two AVPs, including Prometheus and Alien Covenant, there's eight. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Why? Oh, I just thought it'd be cool to have Alien X. <laughs> alien X, X for Xenomorph. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uber, Uber morph. <laughs> <laughs> we already had an Uber alien. It was called the Alien Queen, you tit. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so this is actually the big science problem. I mean, not the only one, of course, but this is one that even, but bu- this was one that bugged me as a kid, right? When I watched this, because I was, what was that? I was like 12 when this came out. This bugged me at the time. So alien, put alien, <laughs> Jason punches a hole in the hall, right? And they're sucking everything out. They, they shut a door, fine. Later, Jason apparently gets in and punches his way through this door. He just keeps walking through the ship until he gets to them. And I'm like, 
why isn't that still a vacuum just like gradually <laughs> making its way like every time he gets yeah. through another door shouldn't the vacuum now be happening in every single room that he's created a hole in like it's true <laughs> and i remember on the commentary like they know this is wrong and they just kind of said well you know maybe it evens out as the you know throughout the show like, <laughs> it doesn't even out it's space <laughs> It's got that. Oh. <laughs> what, what, what's funny is like I like that they try to guess at like science instead of just coming up with like you can create some bullshit like spaceship thing where it's like oh no the spaceship like recalibrates or like shuts this section down yeah or yeah, yeah yeah fixes this but instead they have to be like well I don't know maybe science is different <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know like just say like those nanobots that will repair holes in the hull sure. after ten yeah. minutes because obviously <laughs> that's something they would. You know, see is worthwhile because it's yeah. dangerous. Um, but yeah, so this is where basically just to stall them while they prep. The uh, the rescue ship is like connected to them, and they try to open the door and it's stuck for whatever reason. So they like give him the hologram sort of room, mm-hmm. and they give us like the two uh, campers or the camp counselors who are getting naked and uh, doing drugs and. We get this sort of call back to Seven with the uh, sleeping bag kill, where he's just hitting the sleeping bag off of each other. Uh, it looks like so like lazily here, though. He's just like <laughs> the way he's going at it. <laughs> yeah, he's having a fun time. Uh, yeah. But you know, obviously he comes from them, and like we said, the head of security before Uber Jason happened, he got healed, so he's up back up. So we end up getting him in his red spacesuit, like attacking Jason, and Jason actually is like flying towards them in space. Like just as they this... think they've gotten out, and uh, the, the the security guy in his red spacesuit intervenes and like gr- tackles Jason in space, and then they go into orbit. Uh, or sorry, start they start just actually. So they start uh, coming down, uh, you know, descending and uh, through the atmosphere. And uh, the end of the movie is that they land on Earth too, and they land in a, a lake. And like these two campers or like this couple who are camping out by the lake like oh i landed in the lake over there let's go let's go see what it is so the joke at the end of the movie is that jason has landed on earth too and is probably going to continue being jason on earth too i do do think it is like legitimately funny when he is flying towards them like he's coming right at us yeah how how jason is mobilizing in space i don't know it's not like he has thrusters on like he's just somehow the power of Voorhees is propelling him through space propelling Uh, him it's great uh so you know i i I mean i like uh i like the ending it's kind of funny i i always wish we got a sequel to this because i wanted to see what mask is because his metal mask from the uber upgrade like comes off because we see it lying in the lake at the end and i always wondered like well no one's gonna have a hockey mask lying around in this earth too because hockey doesn't exist anymore uh so i always like oh how do how do what convoluted reason do we get that he somehow finds a hockey mask again like yeah. you know is <laughs> he next to a museum <laughs> that has a hockey mask like in it antique stores yeah <laughs> um that's really funny to me but i, I like that i i do kind of even though it's kind of st- almost copying the moment from the start of nine with the fbi agent lady who's undercover i do kind of like that he almost kills the fat guy uh at the 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 table only to like to be saved by the the swat team uh right that's it's kind of the start of that section uh that was okay yeah no it's uh yeah there's like some i I think like what what makes it watchable is like yeah it's like 
you know, funny in a very cheesy way, but there are like some legitimately good kills and stuff like the, um, you know, that just that, that like, uh, you know, one kind of towards the beginning, um, with the, you know, cryo freezing the head and then smashing it. Like that is like a really great kill. <laughs> like that, that is, yeah. le- that is legitimately top five of the whole series. That kill. Yeah. And then like, uh, and then, uh, yeah, you know, there's, like some of this stuff kind of gets like a, a little boring. Like, you know, some just ends up being, you know, like uh, just simple machete kills and stuff, which is fine. But like uh, it, it like when he's actually using and interacting with the environment and like that kind of stuff, that's when it gets like entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, I, I always remember, actually, because the professor, of course, died. Uh, when Jason gets into the room and they all run for it, he stays behind and he's like, hey, I can make you rich, Jason. Like, you're thinking of the money. <laughs> and and, he's like, and Jason like, sort of looks at his machete because he's not had his machete. He's had like a big blade. like a big, It's kind of, it's in the style of a machete, but it's like a big surgical blade that he's had. Mm-hmm. And he like picks up his machete. And I always remember, and I think it's because it's in one of the trailers. It, where the, yeah, the, it must have been in the trailer because I remember this line too. Yeah, the professor turns around and says, it's okay, guys. He just wanted his machete back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always remember that line. So I think that must have been in the trailers or something. Yeah. Because uh, I, I definitely played a lot but um maybe it was in like the tv ads for it when it was like hitting tv or something like that but yeah that makes sense uh oh we didn't mention the um uh yeah the the robot lady uh you know she she ends up getting like um surviving but it's just her head (laughs) yeah because when jason gets the uber upgrade he just hits her head off yeah uh so yeah <laughs> that, that that is what it is you know yeah but it's cool though she still survives <laughs> well, it's worth mentioning because they actually destroy a whole space station uh before they get rescued at the end near earth 2 there's a because they were going to dock at the space station but because jason's killed the pilot of the ship the entire ship just like crashes through yeah. this dome <laughs> and it's a really rough looking effect it it looks like oh, there's yeah. actually it looks like there's actually some miniatures involved which is cool but there's the cg mm-hmm. parts of it to make it look like it's getting destroyed look really bad yeah. Uh, so you know, I which I don't really care. Like it's fine. I I I love that they tried to do this crazy idea. Uh, oh yeah, no, totally. Like like uh, you know, saying earlier, like th- this is the kind of fun stuff you can only do with like a long running franchise. Like uh, you know, if you're rebooting stuff all the time, it's you're not gonna get these wacky, you know, <laughs> throw against the wall I- ideas. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I I love when they they do it. It's like you know, if you're gonna do something, you know, uh, different, like yeah, why not try something big and crazy? What's so funny is the next Leprechaun movie we've got is also in space. Uh, yeah. that, that, that As is not... the next Hellraiser. <laughs> is is the fourth one the, the space one? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I did not it's realize a... they all lined up. Uh, that's that's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there you go. That's 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 that. Uh, unfortunately, we're we're only on we've only done one Critters movie so far because the fourth Critters movie is also in space. But okay, we're a little bit further away from that one. So ah, hey ho, hey ho. Three ain't bad. Three, three space entries. Uh, yeah. but that's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Just go with the time travel thing and send them back in time. Like I want to see Jason walking around. I mean, hell, it may have been fun having this movie without the character who knew who he was. Like. See if, like, Jason just was there, and it was kind of almost exactly like Alien, where 
they had no idea what this this guy was or you know where he came from and they were shocked to discover that he was a murderer and what that he couldn't die that, that that may have been fun having them discover that over the movie you know yeah that's the oh, most yeah. that's the more serious version of this which i mean maybe that's not what you should do you should go as silly as possible but uh yeah like have like some like scientists like goes in, into the woods to <sighs> you know do like time travel studies and then jason stumbles in and they like trick him into the time machine and like yeah that's how they get rid of him they just send him back through time like that that could be knows? terrible though because if he ends up killing the ancestors to certain people they may, <laughs> they may irrever- irrevocably irrevocably irreversibly i guess i'm trying i don't know what i'm trying to say irreversibly <laughs> uh uh you know alter the timeline you know well <laughs> I'm sure Jason can show some restraint. <laughs> sure. Um, if anything, the better option is just to send them like millions of years into the future. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> just like so far away, it's nothing we have to worry about. Um, As a, if this movie probably wasn't concerned about maybe having room for sequels, they probably would have shot him in the sun. <laughs> yeah, true. Like... <laughs> true. I feel like any movies after this would have probably just been set before it again. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and of course that's what happened with Freddy vs Jason, and then obviously we just had the remake, so it rebooted and whatever. But I kind of like the idea though, like they're saying that they're gonna sell them to like a collector or something. Like if like what if there was uh someone in this timeline that like collects famous serial killers and you know mm. you know you give him Jason, but he also has like you know Freddy and I don't know Michael Myers and stuff and Leprechaun, of course. Uh, <laughs> leprechaun of course do you know what i was it was an article on a uh, bloody uh disgusting today uh that it wasn't a news item but it was like talking about wishmaster and leprechaun and it referred to their <laughs> subgenre as uh what was it wishploitation <laughs> that's pretty good and i'm like we don't have to have a name for that <laughs> like, well, there's, a, there's a lot of movies that do that what, you got your Wishmaster, Leprechaun, uh, what was uh, Wish Upon? <laughs> wish, a, I wish Upon. And I guess what was the other one that people sometimes bring up? Uh, it was all a 90s one around the same time as Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had, off the top of my head. I had at least one sequel. I can't remember it now. But, uh, I, think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Shit. I can't think of it though. Mm. I, I keep wanting to say the relic, but I know it's not the relic. No, not a relic. It's like a creature feature, but it's something, for some reason, I want to say starts with an R. Wish horror movies. This is a weird thing to search. <laughs> Wishmaster, Wish Upon. Not Wish, not Wishcraft, although Wishcraft sounds like it's in the, <laughs> in the genre. Uh, God, that's going to bug me now. Maybe Brain Scan? No, nah, not Brainscan. It was another thing like Wishmaster mm-hmm. where it was like this something. It was this something. Yeah. Oh well. Side note. Yeah. <laughs> Brainscan should probably be a uh Patreon episode if we haven't done it yet. Oh we haven't, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's uh yeah. I I think that's Patreon <laughs> level. Oh, is it? Exciting. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see if I go to Wishmaster on IMDb and it tells you like we recommend these. Uh, let's see if it, what I'm okay. thinking of comes up. Wishmaster, right? Let's go to Wishmaster. Uh, what was the thing I was thinking of? Is it here? Oh, Warlock. 
Oh, uh, okay. That's what I was thinking of. Warlock, there and there's at least two of those, yeah. So, that's what I was thinking of. There we go. Mystery solved. <laughs> and to be fair, the first one was 1989, so it wasn't quite the 90s, but still. Uh, close enough. Close. Yeah. close. I've never seen them, but I, I knew there was another one that was... I, I feel like I always get them confused with Witchboard. Yeah, I don't so, know why. Which I have seen. I actually owned the first two of those on Blu-ray, believe it or not. Oh, classy. Because I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> the first line of your online dating profile. <laughs> I, I own the first two Witchboards on Blu-ray. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway, uh, yes, Jason X is very fun and uh, is a delightful time. Which, as long as you want a, a goofy bad movie, it is the sort of perfectly well-paced, entertaining goofy bad movie that you want. Like, does this is fun bad for sure? Um, totally. So I guess we're rating the movie out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know. It's it's always hard to to rate these kind of things because, like, yeah, I can't go too high because it's not like you know legitimately good movie mm. or whatever um but but i, I don't know like I, I do get a lot of enjoyment out of it so like what does that you know look like um maybe i'll say a a 5.5 so oh. i feel like you know because i can't go lower than a f- five because I, I do have a lot of fun with it and but i feel like six is still like good ish <laughs> i don't know uh, that's where i'll land <laughs> i'm not mixing words here i, I or mincing words here i i'm gonna give it the straight six i think six out of ten because jason x is a blast and uh you know it's, it's maybe even in the upper half of the franchise because it is so batshit and silly so. yeah i mean yeah you know if you're doing a like usually if you're doing a rewatch you probably want to rewatch them in order but if you just had to pick like a few yeah, this is going to be up there because of its. It is so different and, and you know stands out. But hey, I also really like eight, which no one really likes. So I mean, oh yeah, we're both pretty positive on that. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah, five and nine are the. I mean, are the only ones that we really dislike out of the the, the ten. Yeah, no, I yeah. I would say those are like the ones that are like legitimately bad. Like that, I like five maybe. I'd watch like nine. I I really never want. I mean, watch I don't again. hate five. Five is much better than nine, but yeah, you know, it's it's not great. Um, <sighs> but hey, you know, uh, two through four and six through eight and then ten are <laughs> yeah, or <laughs> or my jam. Anyway, uh, so that is Jason X. You can let us know what you think of Jason X. Uh, we are going to be back with more franchise stuff hopefully soon. The next one on the docket is probably West Craven's New Nightmare which means that we can actually get to Freddy vs. Jason finally after that, mm. uh, which will signal very near the end of these two franchises finally after over two years of working through them. So <laughs> that'll be fun. And then we can kind of double down on Hellraiser and uh, Leprechaun and <laughs> Critters. Scream. We got one more Scream. Oh, there's one more Scream. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, yeah, we can do Scream 4 soon because Scream 4 was the end yeah. of that. We can just wrap that up. It's like, yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so and we did do the first wreck at one point as well, so we should probably do two, three, and four of that. Oh, yes. But goddamn franchises. And then maybe after all that we'll <laughs> finally start the, the franchises that everyone's been asking for. Oh. 
Right, everyone's been asking for Puppet Master, Tim. Everyone. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of joking, okay. but... Uh, nah, uh, that'll be a fun one. Plenty to do. So, mm. yes, uh, let us know what you think of Jason X in the comments. Like, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, you can support everything we do by rating the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars and a review. It helps more people find us, so it's really, really helpful if you do that. Uh, of course, if you want to support us financially, you can do that at patreon.com slash TV. Uh, you can do that for as little as $1 per month and you can get a bonus exclusive episode of Streams After Many every month for that $1. There's a back catalogue now of about 12, 13 episodes and, uh, you know, you get one every month and that's only $1. So, you know, pretty easy to get, in, get on that, that, that floor. Uh, $5 too, you get to vote on an episode every month and you also get early access to some of the episodes. So, worth having a look if you want to keep all the content coming. Uh, and I usually do this before the spoiler section, but we went to spoilers so early that I didn't do it this episode. So, I will just also thank our patron producers for the month. Uh, David Short, Alison M. Fordyce, Cindy Palacios, and Tyler Hess. Thank you to you guys. Uh, that means they're patrons at the $20 tier and up. So, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for joining us uh, for this 10th Friday the 13th movie. Uh, we'll do it. <laughs> That cat has completely covered the camera, Tim. Are you aware of this? Yes. <laughs> okay, just... All right, Nothing I can go. do. She she runs the show. <laughs> <sighs> yes. It's, pick her up and just do it. plonk her over there. <laughs> Sorry. Let, let her know who's boss. Mm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that has been Screws After Midnight. We will see you for another movie uh, very soon in the next week or even less than that perhaps depending on when this episode goes up uh, but we'll definitely see you for New Nightmare uh, in the relative near future sometime in the next month or two and yeah so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching movies guys and we will see you next time